Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? East Carolina girls are the best in the world. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. You got to give me a sack, Chandler. Uh, give me a sack. Sack! Yes. <laughs> How about those freaking pirates? It's me, Amazing Garcia. Puedes pintar este violeta. Y'all are intimidating guys, you know what I'm saying? Y'all are famous, y'all are celebrity-type guys, and that's intimidating. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to Pirate Radio Live here on a Wednesday. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington, we are on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the program. Uh, I've had a, a good week and a good string of weeks as far as interacting with you on our YouTubes and our Facebooks and our X and our phone lines. You can get in any way you would like, and uh, we want you to be a part of the show on this Wednesday. Shirley Rhodes is here intern joey handling the video we got chan man right here to my left and also coming up on today's show ken watlington wnct channel 9 will join us coming up in about 20 minutes or so to get you ready for the upcoming weekend talk about what's going on in all levels of football a little baseball as well also on today's program p mace patrick mason will join us coming up in hour number two and a lot of people have been asking uh what's the deal what's the deal what's the deal with the players lounge well the players lounge is, is back in a way uh but it's uh baseball players we're going to talk to some ecu baseball players throughout the fall and uh planning to carry that over into the season uh but we'll get an off-season report and talk some pirate football some nfl and other sports with some pirate baseball players and we'll begin that today with ryan mccrystal who will join us coming up later on in the program so looking forward to catching up uh, with the pirate catcher talk about his off season and uh from what i understand he is an eagles fan as well so we're gonna have a lot of junk talk going on when it comes to our nfl teams so uh, ryan mccrystal gonna join us later on in the show also wager mcgee will set the plate for week three college football week two nfl got that in hour number three when i escape to east carolina football practice um trivia night tonight too by the way so fired up for that at aj mcmurphy's it's a busy busy wednesday and we're glad to have you along for the ride chan man how you doing on this wednesday i'm doing good clipper good to see you happy wednesday hwmf hwmf right back to you and to all of you out there eric m uh eric m picked up a prize yesterday right he did and i met him at uh free boot on friday last friday he said howdy ho winslow's Yes, he's doing a Steve Urkel on this Wednesday. Howdy ho, Winslow. Uh, Jamie said, excitement time. So uh, we got uh, Jamie and Eric hanging out so far. Let me jump on over to <laughs> Facebook. Make sure you give us a like, a subscribe. We always, always, always appreciate that here on Pirate Radio Live. And we'll see what the Facebook crew is up to as well. Uh, we got to get to our Fleet Feet rundown, Chandler. And... Uh, you are what are you power walking there i'm running you're running i'm running um, okay 
fleet feet they run for you they run for you you can go see them at 207 east arlington boulevard the old gordon's golf location they got that great one-on-one service they've got the 3d foot scanner that will measure your arch height width and more uh fleet feet owned and operated by east alum chris lunyon go see them they will take care of your feet this football season and that one-on-one service man is the best in the world Mm -hmm. can't beat that with a stick michael winstead's in the house good afternoon everyone he says i haven't checked in with uh, isaiah lately i sent him a text after he was named to the practice squad hope he's doing well michael and uh tell you what those 49ers are doing well after blowing out the steelers week one pike says he liked the stream we appreciate that as always pike three days from appalachian state's uh, game he's going to boom he's going to boone chandler's going to be in tune and boone so uh yeah got a uh got a lot of folks i think you're gonna be wearing the purple and gold in boone. yeah can't wait it's gonna be uh interesting to see how the pirates play after a zero and two start uh will they be going back home one and two or will they be facing gardner wedding next week oh and three we shall see Andrew on Facebook says, hey, Clip, did you ever do a top five calls of the fifth quarter? Man, I remember the big calls. Yeah. Those were fun. That was easier to do when I was producing the show rather than hosting. So if I could get one of our great producers to do that, Chandler. Oh, me? Yeah. You want to take over that responsibility? Um, <laughs> That would I, be a no. I would have to learn to do the edit, editing and stuff. I remember when I was an intern, you taught me how to do that and get like the best calls of the fifth quarter Mm -hmm. back when you were hosting the sports bar and producing live at five Mm -hmm. that's been a Mm -hmm. few years ago Mm -hmm. so this is a long answer just to say if you can teach me how to do it yes i already have you just said i did years ago you literally said you taught me how to do that years ago i don't remember i'll see what i can do on monday guys tyler says He says he'll be at Kid Brewer Stadium as well. Kid Brewer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jack says hello to me and to Chandler. And he says he'll be in Boone. All right. My gosh, guys. We've got a lot of pirates heading gonna to Boone. going to be a lot of pirates in Boone. Hey, I thought about this today. You remember that call last year where that guy said he was going to slap every cougar on that mountain? I do. I'm going to be slapping every single mountaineer on that mountain come up on uh, coming up on Saturday. That was a great call. No doubt. Great call. I want to slap every mountaineer on that mountain. Jamie says, will Mike Houston be more emotionally drained after the App State game or when he busted his nose? No, it didn't get punched in the nose. He didn't get punched in the knees. How's everybody doing? No, it didn't get punched in the nose. It is going to be emotionally draining one way or the other, either because the Pirates are 0-3 or either because they nutted up and got their first win. Can I say that phrase on the air? Uh, don't say that again. Because they put the boys on the table. They put the boys on the table. Don't ever do that visually again. That's what we mean. I know. Uh, and can you imagine the emotion running through when the Pirates get that first win and in Boone on Saturday? I mean, I'm just trying to think of what the fifth quarter is going to be like if the Pirates show up on Saturday and get a win and see how many people are kind of changing their tune i'm ready for a positive celebratory fifth quarter have i had one of those this year no can it happen on uh, saturday around 7 7 30 boy i hope so eric says cocojones cocojones let me get one of them Charlie. do we have cocojones i need to hear that cocojones thank you tyreek hill 
all right jack says a lot of crow will be eaten i hope i really hope that's my hope in fact uh shirley can you play the mike houston cut from uh the david glenn show nc sports network uh he had coach houston on and uh and coach houston is not quite ready to hit that panic button just yet we knew it was going to be a challenging preseason uh non-conference schedule uh very challenging um we had a great chance to win last week we had the lead in the fourth quarter we had the ball we had momentum we were driving we didn't do things we needed to do down the stretch to win the ball game um you know it's it, it it's going to it's going to be a deal where we're going to improve every single week um you know we have some experience in some spots and in some spots we're playing some very young players and they're making some mistakes that young players make uh but one thing about it we have great men uh, we have great players. Uh, we have people that care about each other. We have people that are working their tails off. And we have people that are passionate about pirate football and passionate about winning here. Um, so if they're hitting the panic button after uh, two games, uh, that's uh, that maybe says more about them than about us. Been a lot of good grief. Social media stuff. Uh, like It has been the most interaction I've seen in quite some time. Re- people really, really against Mike Houston right now. Like, I've never seen so much Mike Houston hate in my life. Y'all do realize that he, he has to stay positive with this team. It is, I mean, it's not even mid-September. It's not even week two. At week three, he's got to to stay positive with the team. He can't hit the panic button. If y'all want to do it, that's fine. You can do whatever the hell you want to. Y'all have every right in the world to do it. But he and a lot of y'all have. He can't do it. He's got to stay on the message. He's got to he's got to try to win a conference championship, which is still out there for him. He's got to try to win six games to get to a bowl. He's got to try to win ten games to go ten and two. That is available too. He's trying to do something that he did a couple years ago, which is get out of that zero and two hole. Yeah, um, we talked about that this week. You asked him about it yesterday at the press conference. So you know, Mike Houston talks about the the players being booed, and then everybody chimes in. We weren't booing the players; we're booing you. Again, that doesn't matter because the players hear the boos. Yesterday, Jamie, remember Jan, Jamie? Great. Uh, I would say one of our most well attended viewers every day. He's here every day, so we appreciate him. He had a problem with the comparison, and I'm just using his words. The, the comparison to 2021 is BS, he mm-hmm. said. Well, guess who brought that up at the press conference? That was Clip Brock. I did. Then Jamie went on to explain, oh, I'm not booing you. I'm booing Houston. I heard your boos, Jamie. Yeah. Whether or not you were booing at me, I heard the boos, just like the players hear the boos on the field. You don't get to say who you're booing when you're in that stadium. Everybody hears it. You're booing everybody. That's the way it is. Um, but man, just a lot of a lot of hate going on right now. And the Pirates got to go out and win. I, I'm I'm not throwing out personal hate. I'm throwing out. Boy, I don't know if this team can score. I am. Uh, I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to throw that directly personally at Mike Houston and and the. It's their job to fix it, of course obviously they know there's a problem it's not like they're sitting there and saying like all right we're fine i mean they they understand that they got to do better offensively whether that's and we asked about 
about it to Mike Houston yesterday about it was you that said, hey, what is, what needs to be fixed to get something going offensively? And he said, well, everything, whether it's up front with protection or you know, wide receivers give, getting open. That's concerning. And I'm not going to like yeah. say that we're in a good place right now. We're not. We're not in a good place at all. I mean, yeah, when he says everything, yeah, that's not a good answer, but he's being honest. So, I mean, it just it doesn't all come to the quarterback. It's up front, outside with the receivers, and, of course, obviously with the quarterback throwing accurate passes. Jamie said, I honestly didn't even catch you asked the question, Clip. It doesn't matter. I heard but the booze. But he boos. heard the boos, and he's saying, man, that guy's booing me. When you're booing Mike Houston and Donnie Kirkpatrick, every player on the team is hearing those boos. You're booing them indirectly. That's like someone saying something to somebody behind their back in public, and then when the guy turns around, they go, oh, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to that guy over there. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to that guy. Oh, man. We are in uh, – Chad says he was booing the guy carrying the drinks. He was too slow, did not have the correct change. Exactly. You were booing him, but guess Ooh. who heard those boos? Mason Garcia heard those boos. Rajay Harris heard those boos. You're booing Raj? Maybe the band missed the note on a – on a song they were playing and y'all were booing the band guess Didn't, who heard it no nah. guess who heard it the people on the field the players on the field jack says donnie can't even hear us i don't know he might have the window open in the press box i don't know if he does then he definitely hears it because they're loud i'll ask donnie if he hears the booze coming up on uh at today's press conference okay steven says oh boo-hoo Russ was booing me for leaving early. Hey, dummy! I gotta be here to host the fifth quarter. What do you... If I don't show up in time for the fifth quarter, you're gonna boo me too. I'm in a lose-lose spot. I'm uh, in a boo-boo spot, boo. He, he hit you with a hashtag fake fan. You know what? You're not a pirate. Jamie said, I don't think I've ever booed out loud against my own team. I've booed on social media uh, the Washington Redskin football team commander several times. One of my favorite things to type on uh, Twitter is boo this team off the field. Boo! Like at halftime when they're getting smoked. I love Twitter booing. Who are you booing to when it comes to the commanders? Oh my God. You name them. Owner, coaches, players, everybody booing them all the whole franchise yep except like my favorite like i would never boo terry mclaurin he's too special to me uh, you, you don't want to boo sam howell right now do you i'm not gonna boo sam I, I he's he's too fragile at the moment young quarterback there's certain guys i'm not gonna boo on that team i'm not gonna boo john dotson you were big uh you were big on uh, dotson i'm not that. gonna boo jeremy reeves I'm not going to boo Tressway. I have my non-boo list right now. Tressway, I love that dude. Yeah. So, and I like him because I'm a former uh, I'm a former long snapper. I'm a former specialist. Are you? Year, I'm a former long snapper. Play the whole cut, Shirley. Year, whole I'm cut. a former long snapper, so I love talking about this position. I'm a former specialist myself. I used to long snap. All right, I'm going to talk about my favorite part of football: special teams. How's Are uh, you? T- that's the truth. You mean that? I'm a former long snapper. So. Oh shoot. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jack has a reference. Shirley, don't say what it is. Let's see if our young people get it. Jack says, I was saying Boo Earns. Boo Earns. What's that from? Do you know it, Shirley? Uh oh, Shirley might not know this. Boo Earns. It was from a t- TV show. They're not saying boo, they're saying Boo Earns. Ah, uh, the only. 
the only one that comes to mind was an old TV show called Coach. Oh, no. Nah. With Dauber and, uh, yeah. Dauber Did, was hilarious. This, show? this is from The Simpsons. Uh, Boo Earns, yes. Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns. Yeah. And Smithers, I believe, said. Was that his name? Smithers? Yes. Said, they're saying Boo Earns. Boo Earns. Oh, dang it. Eric I'm says, so mad at myself for missing that. Hey, boo, boo. You want to go grab a pirate picnic basket? Okay, you young bucks. Who was that? That's Yogi Bear. Okay. Not Yogi Bear. Uh, Yogi Bear. Y- Yogi Bear. Andy correctly said that is from The Simpsons. That is correct. Dang it. Um, Jamie booed out loud the bottle of water situation at Daddy Ficklin. Did everybody survive? Was everybody okay? Not was able there, to bring it? in a bottle of water? Can we get a uh, welfare check on everybody? Yeah. Did we all make it? Are we good? Okay. I know you were concerned at one point. About? About the water situation. You weren't sure if you were going to make it through the entire game. I did. You should have been dramatic and like slowly went up the stairs to your seat, like <laughs> crawling, like <laughs> drooling out of your There's mouth. not enough water in the stadium. <laughs> it's like SpongeBob that episode. Water, I need water. Russ said the concessions were honestly great. Good to hear, Russ. Good that to is hear. good to hear. All right. You know what I did? This is crazy. I took a bottle of water up during my walk from Chandler's driveway to the stadium. And I, I took my last sip before I walked in and threw the bottle away. Cool, neat story. I mean, is that not crazy that I did that? Cool, neat story. You drank the whole bottle of water from my house to the stadium? Nah, it's about halfway done. Probably about 60% done with it already. Wow. And then I drank the remaining 40% during the walk. Cool. Yeah. But that, look, that's me. I just, I, th- I think ahead, I plan ahead, I hydrate. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Josh says, I didn't boo Clip when he was leaving, even though I thought he was leaving because of the rain. I left. Oh, yeah. I saw Josh on the way back to your uh, your driveway. We left at myself, Cranman, and Jason Nichols left during the delay because we were like, we might as well just go back, watch a little alabama texas wait for this thing to get over with that was a good call because yeah. it was a long long delay i had nothing outside i ran into a tailgate that had a lot of uh chicken and some kind of great dip you get with your tortilla chip and boy i filled up on that and then i bounced so that was good to go kenny says app state well Kenny says, App State is giving up around 230 yards rushing per game. Hopefully, we can get our run game going. Giving up 215 passing, unfortunately, they are probably safe on that, not going up this week. Here's my concern. Yeah, they are giving up a ton on the ground. But you know who they gave up a ton on the ground to? A team with a Heisman quarterback, Sam Howell, because they probably respect the pass. For ECU right now, you don't have to respect the pass. So I am concerned. about Sam Howell last year? <laughs> I'm talking about Drake May last okay. week. I okay, yeah, I was like, Sam there even won a Heisman. <laughs> All right, check it, check right. it, rewind start, that. Start that, over. <laughs> start that over. Is this? Are we recording this or is it live? It's recorded. So okay, you good. Can do whatever. All you right, want take to. two, take two. Should we just start from the top? 
In three, two, one. Welcome in, everyone. A Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Shirley. We've got Joey. We've got the Chan Man, Ken Watlington, coming up later on in the show. And there's a little point I'd like to make right here off the top. Kenny Curling's brought it up. Said that App State has given up a lot of rushing yards. Here's my point. Drake May is the quarterback in North Carolina, right? They respected the pass of Drake May. Some people out there probably think Sam Howell's still the quarterback in North Carolina. What they, idiots. They're not sports people. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. We get the facts right here on Pirate Radio, and their quarterback is Drake May, brother of Luke May. Sam Howell's the starting quarterback for the 1-0 Washington Commanders. They took down the Cardinals on Sunday. We all saw that happen in Raljon, Maryland. <laughs> My point is... Will App State give up that much, that many rushing yards against a team where they don't have to respect the pass? Can East Carolina do something in the passing game to make the opposing team respect the pass? Now y'all come in and answer that question. And I will answer by saying we'll find out on Saturday at 3.30. What a lame answer. Lamest. I don't, I don't like my answer. Can we start over the show again? All right, real quick. All right, give me a countdown. Sure. It's me. <clears throat> you good? Ready? Welcome in, everyone. Pirate Radio Live Wednesday. Shirley, Joey, Chandler, Clip Rock here. Sam Howe plays for the Commanders. Uh, Luke Mays, brothers Drake, he plays for the Tar Heels. He's a good passer. Heisman hopeful. Didn't throw for a ton of yards against App State, but they ran all over him. My question is, can East Carolina throw the ball enough to make App State respect the, the, the pass so then we're able to run the football? I'd love to get an answer to that question. Well, I think if it's, uh, if it's Mason Garcia... I think we'll see some struggles as we've seen in the first two weeks. I would love to see Alex Flynn go in there, who is a more comfortable quarterback in my eyes. If that's the case, I think you'll see some more uh, productive connections. So, I don't – too many us in there for me. I think we just scrap this whole segment and we just start over with a new one. Let's just end this one and then – Let's record our Watlington segment okay. and then we'll go back and do the open again. Okay. All right. Sharon says there's a problem when App State's coach has more respect for our team and Mason Garcia than our fans. Just a ton of respect for... Sharon, I hear you. You also do have a North Carolina logo in your picture with purple and gold. That's uh, for the arm, the shooting they had a couple weeks ago. Fair enough. Um, All coaches say this stuff. All coaches are going to prop up the opposing team. So... That it's, is, it's part of coach speak. that is a hundred percent coach speak it's totally a part of that in fact um i tell you what let's take a break we'll play what app state's coach had to say about east carolina um and we'll get to more of your comments jamie asking does anyone remember emo chandler <laughs> from the uh that was from the virginia watch party right baseball yes. yeah that last game where we got throttled yeah almost rallied yeah had Starman up with them loaded right and boy it was close it was on a tee if the wind was blowing out just a little bit more i think we would have had a ball game there man speaking of baseball we will talk to Ryan McChrystal later on in our show today. Looking forward to that. A lot more to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Come on, y'all. Slide, 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 slide. Hey, guys. 
You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm Agent Timothy Sawyer is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Greenville. Call 493-0002. Like a good neighbor, State Farm and Timothy Sawyer is there. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Today's Tim Sawyer. He gets high on you. Go see him. We got Ken Watlington looking like dang Clark Kent. That's who I was looking for. I was about to say Christopher Reeves. <laughs> but I could not think of uh, uh, Dean Kane. He also played Superman did, in a yeah. TV show. I look like neither one of those fine looking gentlemen. <laughs> I just happen to be wearing glasses right now. Ken, good to see you. Good to see you all too. Thanks for having me. Anybody ever call you Special K? Uh, probably. I feel like somebody in high school or something like that. Hey, Special K's here. Yeah. What's up, Special K? Yeah, K Dub, K Dub, K Watt, K Watt, K Watt. I like that's my. We got thing. a lot of easy nicknames. Oh my God, they killed Kenny. Got that a lot. Oh yeah, you were right there in the South Park era. Yeah, so, I just showed my dad recently the um, Wheel of Fortune South Park scene. I can't remember that. Is, is it good? I need to look it up. It's 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 very memorable. Okay, uh, yeah. I will YouTube that later. Very memorable. Um, all right, <clears throat> we were gonna do something going into this segment and that was hearing from sean clark who gave his thoughts on the east carolina pirates shirley do you uh do we have that from today app states coaches comments on facing the pirates you watch the tape and, and they're zero and two right now but that, that's not an zero and two football team with coach houston uh you look for where he's been lenore ryan james uh the citadel james mass now east carolina he um he's a ball coach and he'll have his kids ready to play uh, you look at the offense and garcia he's uh, we know a lot about uh, mason garcia as the recruiting process he's uh, has a, a big time arm he's very accurate he has the ability to run the football and they have some design runs at the quarterback position for him he runs Rushed the, he's rushed the ball for, uh, I can't see here, but uh, he had 128 yards of extra yardage after contact in the Marshall game. But the running backs, Harris, he's a big-time back. He was out last year due to a knee injury. And you look at Shane Calhoun, again, another kid we recruited from Florida, um, just a great football player. There's a lot of good stuff, stuff for, their pro, for their team. And then their offensive line, they're hard-nosed up front. And uh, Coach Mogridge does a great job with those guys. They're tough guys. Guys, they play the game the right way. I think that's the first thing you look at um, a, a different team is, you know, how they play up front on both sides of the ball. And both sides of the ball, line of scrimmage, they play very physical. And it's going to be a challenge for us. And our defensive side, they have great players. I mean, they do. You you look at them, they, they like to mix the front up. They like to bring pressures at times. And, you know, we have to do a really good job of um, up front have a chance to win this season, this Saturday. All right. After hearing that, Pirates by 28 on Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, we're going to blow them out. Got to be. Yeah, I mean, that's what the opposing coach does. He talks up the other team. He's certainly not going to say, this is an 0-2 team that looks like an 0-7 team to me. They stink. They are (laughs) terrible. Can't throw the ball. Can't get anything going. We should kill them. No, you're not going to say that. You're going to hype them up as much as possible. Randall says, if we pass more, we have a shot to win. Hmm. So that's a man with a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
Let's go. And I would not be upset if they did come out and just go MD5 wide and just go crazy. Just sling with it. it, yeah. Because we do need to do something different. I, I'll, I'll agree and that with would that. be different. But when you you say we got to pass more, we also got to catch more, we got to protect more. There's a lot that goes into that. Here's something, though, with the passing game you're talking about. Okay. You, you mentioned in the last segment this Drake May guy for North Carolina. Pretty good, right? Brother Luke May. Brother Luke May. Not Sam Howell. Not Howell. Sam Howell. Son of Mark May. Mm-hmm. Not that Mark May, the other Mark May. Right. Not Mark May from the Hogs, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Luke May did not really have that great of a game against App State last week. I know. Did not have a passing touchdown through about 200 yards. I know. A lot of it just dink and dunk. and um, Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the way to go. Well, if you got a guy who... But App State knew that they had the ability to do that. My, I, I didn't watch the game. Did you watch that game? I, I was at the game, yeah. Okay, uh, did they kind of... Were they reluctant to pack the box because they knew what May could do? I think so. That's yeah. my point. And that opened up the game for Marion Hampton. Three touchdowns, 260-some yards. Right. National running back of the week. May ran for about 60 in a score. Yeah. Uh, and it took every bit of those yards on the ground for the Tar Heels to get the win because App State really game-planned for that game, I think, fairly well. Yeah. Now, with East Carolina, you don't you don't have to sit back and worry about the pass right now. That's my, my That's concern. True. Okay. That's my worry. Uh, how about App State offensively, Ken? They are to their second quarterback already this year due to yes. injury, and look like he played pretty well. What did they do offensively to to stay in that game? They 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 run it first and then set it up off the play action to come back and, and really throw it deep and they had a great play to start off the third quarter where you know the Tar Heels are kind of crashing the line you know thinking there was going to be a run and it just opened up a beautiful pass to the corner of the end zone for a touchdown and uh, Joey Aguilar is the quarterback a Juco transfer uh, Deshaun Davis is the guy on the outside uh, really had uh, a good year last year and he's back up doing good things this year and then they got a running back in Noel who can, who can break free and get some big yards and, and offensively that team looked pretty good to me all right, let's get a Ken Wallington looks like update. Eric says Ken looks like he's either a lawyer or dressing up for his murder trial. You could be either or. I think, I think the second one's probably. No, no, I'm smart enough to be a lawyer, Dagnabbit. Uh, Redbeard said that Ken looks like ESPN personality. He's dressed like Ryan McGee from ESPN. I take that. He's a good dude. Jamie said, you look like somebody famous with the glasses but can't think of it. When I see Ken, Jamie, are you? Are we thinking the same person? I see a little Ed Helms. Okay. You ever got that comparison I before? Haven't. I haven't. I see a little Ed Helms. AT, uh, Alan says, yeah. Okay. I see some Ed Helms in you. Uh, am I supposed to break out the banjo like Ed Helms and you know <laughs> sing a song? Multi-talented. Ed he Helms. is. I am not. Ed Chandler. I have no talent. You would love... Uh, Ed Helms in the office because he's a big would love as in you've never seen the office he's a sheltered kid he hasn't seen anything it's on 24 hours a day somewhere I'm gonna, he's a big uh, I want to give you uh, what everybody says that hasn't seen the office I've seen a couple episodes right? yeah He's a big scat man, though. Ribbit a beep beep. Give it a beat, boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be right up your alley there. All right. Um, Ken, I want to do, I was going to do an exercise as we continue on the Fleet Feet rundown. Let's do uh, week two guess the lines real quick for Love this. NFL. Mm-hmm. Okay. Commanders 1 and 0. Yes, they are. Feeling good. Feeling yep. good. Yep. On the road at Denver, right? Um, yes, sir. Facing old Russ and the crew. Sean Payton. He's there as well. Great movie. Former Tar Heel running back. 
Sean Payton? No, the uh, running back for Denver. <laughs> Javante. Javante Williams, yeah. Yeah, from Wallace Rose Hill. It says a lot about Chandler. His favorite movie all time. <laughs> it's not my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> he gave this movie fake news. two thumbs up, five stars, must see again. <laughs> the, 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 I just said it was funny. The Sean Payton movie on Netflix. With, with uh, Kevin James. The King of Queens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Chandler's favorite movie. It's just, it gave me some good laughs. I, I, I told It's Ch- not a comedy. <laughs> I told Chandler I watched it. He was like, oh, man. So I, so I said, knee so, slap. I said, what did you think? And he was like, awful. What are the words? I was like, what are you talking about? I love that movie. Vikings are 0-1. Kirk, what happened? To the hands of the Buccaneers. Yeah, they and take on. Baker Mayfield. The Eagles that? in Philly. What's that line? Joey. Chandler's uh, looking at my computer I screen. Didn't, I didn't so. see it. So, uh, it's Eagles taking it, going to Minnesota? No, at Philly. Uh, at home. Okay. So, okay. Uh, they lost the Bucks. The four and a half. All right, Chandler. Uh, I'll go. Man, that, that was going to be my guess. I'll okay. Go. It is six. Next game. I don't get we, a guess. All right. Yeah, but let's. I was going to say 10, so let, I'm glad I did. Let's speed this along, though. Okay. All right. Chandler, Packers at the Falcons, 1-0 versus 1-0. I'm going to go Packers 3. All right, Ken. Uh, Packers 2.5. Joey. Packers 2.5. Packers 1.5. Raiders at Bills. Ken, Raiders 1-0, Bills 0-1. That's going to be Bills 6. All right, Joey. Bills 5.5. Chandler. Bills 5. Y'all are low. 9.5. Sheesh. I guess you're on the Raiders. Ravens at Bengals, 1-0 at 0-1. Can the Bengals bounce back? Chandler, what's the line? Uh, I'm going to go Ravens, Ravens 2.5. Ken. Bengals 3. And Joey. Ravens 1.5. Bengals 3.5. Ken, close to that one. Joey, we got the Seahawks, 0-1 at the 1-0 Lions. Ooh, okay. Uh, Then I'll go Lions 1.5. Okay, Chandler. I want to go... Lions three. Special K. I'm going higher. Lions five and a half. It is Lions by five and a half. Lord of the Lions, Ken Watlington. Meet me in Vegas. All right, Ken. Chargers at the Titans. Titans. 0 and 1 versus 0 and 1. <sighs> Titans point and a half. All right, Joey. Uh, Chargers two and a half. And Chandler. Pick them. Joey was close. It is Chargers by three. Wow. They do not like the Titans. And if you saw Ryan Tannehill, I could see why. <laughs> Good point. Uh, Joey, the Bears are 0-1, taking on the 1-0 Bucks in Tampa. What a dud of a game. Pick them. I don't know. All right. Chandler. Uh, who was the opponent to the Bucks? Bears or Bucks? Not Bears. Uh, I'm going to go Bucks, three and a half. Ooh. Again, Bucks two and a half. Bucks two and a half is correct. Wow, a lot of Bears disrespect after they uh, had a meltdown week one. All right, um, Chandler, Chiefs at Jags. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs three. All right, Ken. I think it's going to be a good game. I got I got the Jags one and a half. Ooh, Joey. Chiefs two and a half. It is Chiefs three and a half. Chandler. Wow, close. Ken, the Colts are at the Texans, 0-1 versus 0-1. Uh, someone has to win the game. Another dud uh, game. Uh, Colts, three. All right, Joey. I think it's going to be Colts minus one and a half. And Chandler. Does anyone know the status of Anthony Richardson? He's questionable, but he's looking to start. Colts, two. It is Colts, one. 
Rams at Niners, Ken. Oh, this boy. one, uh, one and oh versus one and oh. Rams with a surprise win week one. Uh, I'm going to go Niners five and a half. Yeah, Did five I say half. Niners at Rams or Rams at Niners? I thought you said Rams at Niners. I uh, flipped that. Niners at Rams. I'm sorry. All right, Niners and Rams. Are we going to go three and a half Niners? Okay, Joey. Niners four and a half. And Chandler. It's basically going to be a Niners home game. It's going to be Niners five. Y'all are low. It's Niners by eight. Jeez Louise. All right. Joey G-Man G- at Cardinals. 0-1, 0-1. G-Man 3. All right, Chandler. What's the over-under in that game? Like five? <laughs> this is a dud of a game. It is actually 39 and a half. Good dad game. Yeah, good dad game. Good um, dad week. Got some crap games this week. I'm going to go Giants 3. All right, kid. Giants 6. All right, it is Giants 5 and a half. Oh, dang. Jets and boys with Zach Wilson starting. Chandler? Uh, let's go Cowboys 4 and a half. Ken? Cowboys by 100. Okay. And Joey? Uh, Cowboys 6. It is Cowboys 9. Uh, Manders at Broncos. 1-0 versus 0-1. Ken? I want to say Commanders 2.5, but it's probably not. <laughs> it is definitely not. Joey? Uh, that's what I came to mind, too. Cam- Commanders 2.5. What is wrong with y'all? Chandler? Bron- Broncos 4.5. Broncos 3.5. Broncos aren't good, right? Not- what are Russell we? Russell Wilson at quarterback. I mean, at least a 500 team. Okay. Right. right. Well, take the commander's money line, and you'll be rich I Sunday night. Dolphins at Pats, Chandler. Good game Sunday night. Uh, Dolphins. Four. Ken? Dolphins, point and a half. Joe? Dol- uh, Dolphins, two and a half. Dolphins, two and a half is on the money. All right. Saints at Panthers, Monday night, early game, seven fifteen. We start with Joey. Saints probably three and a half. No, probably you got them at four and a half. Chandler. Saints three. And Ken. Saints two and a half. Saints three. Chandler getting hot here late. Last one, Browns at Steelers. Let's go, Chandler. Uh, Browns two and a half. Mm. Ken. Steelers two. Mm. Probably Steelers one and a half. It is Browns as a road favorite in Pittsburgh on for Monday the first night. time since 1962. Since they had one bar on the, <laughs> since they had the leather helmets, two and a half. Oh wow! Browns two and a half. Oh, yeah. Chandler with a hot finish there. Did you cheat? I swear! <laughs> I swear I didn't. Had to be something. All right, those are the lines. Uh, Chandler won I, I, the I, I, week, uh, I, first week, right? Oh, I was, oh, no, t- you guys I was tied with him. Yeah. Tie, tie, tie. Interesting. Hi. A tie. Tie? Do we have tie, sure? Tie. Tie. Hi. Tie. Hi. One of the best interviews uh, of our generation, Eric Gullickson and Rajay Harris one on one. Can we hear that one more time, Charlie? This is just this is tie. Hi. Tie. <laughs> I love it. They just double down. <laughs> tie. It's it's like an alien landed on Earth and is just learning the language. <laughs> I, I just I love it so much. All right, Justin sounds like a dad on uh, Facebook. He says uh, he's not panicking about ECU. He's just disappointed. Look, kid, I'm not going to panic, but I am disappointed. Yeah, I don't like the way it is, but but I'm not really throwing the towel. Right, that, that's good. We had a lot of games left. Folks. Long way to go. Long way to go. Long bus ride to Boone. That is true. Uh, get your uh, your iPads and your iPods and your iPods, huh? <laughs> Whatever. It was 2006. <laughs> the game was being played in 2006. Yes. Oh, is CJ Wilson on this team? All right, let's play. If this game was played in 2006, what would the score be? 
We, oh, we uh, got James uh, Pinckney at quarterback. That's, that's in the middle of App State's run of three straight national championships. Oh dear, <laughs> James Pinckney, Armani Edwards, uh, Chris Johnson at running back. We went to a bowl that year, right? Papa John's. Yeah, better pizza, better. Uh, this is right before App State went and won at the Big House. Correct. So I think it'd be a good game. Right before we went and won in the Aloha House. Aloha. Aloha House. Mm-hmm. Jamie says Richardson is playing, and we all know Jamie has the best quarterback intel of anyone. And he is a Colts fan. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, we trust you zero. You have zero trust on this show with your sources. <laughs> and well, Jamie, we don't trust. <laughs> Let's take a break. One more segment to go with Ken Watlington, WNCT Channel 9. We'll look at the biggest high school games coming up. Oh, some good ones. This week and uh, talk more when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Back with you after these words you're going to hear. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The best place in Greenville to unwind after work and have fun is AJ McMurphy's. AJ's has daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every week, not including sports trivia on Wednesday nights with Clip Brock. And AJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today an AJ's day. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Looking forward to a fun night. Had a good crowd last Wednesday. Hopefully uh, a good one tonight. And we'll have a lot of fun at AJ's with some sports trivia. I'll try to make it fair. And not, and I realized that we have some people. Oh, I could have used this guy. Uh, people that are younger than me that attend sports trivia. So I tried not to just use people in my era. I try to make it, uh, you know, newer and, and whatnot questions but um do you get the same people that complain about that as much as they did from name that sound not really no because i try to do a good job of doing current more so than than old stuff but so you're saying i didn't do a good job with the i'm gonna say that you had stuff in there that chandler had no chance at true yeah but But i also also had had collusion (laughs) <laughs> I think it comes down to Chandler's a whiner, or whiny, whiner, whino. Hey, listen, whino. Here's something Shirley did a good job at, and that's bringing us back to break, from break playing the Fat Boys. Of course. <laughs> that it, was amazing. Hey, hey, hey loves that's the my fat jam boys. right that's there. Right. Oh, wipe out. Yep. All right. Uh, should I go Joey? Let's go young Joey. Happy birthday, Joey, to this player. Are you going to be at trivia tonight? You got homework. Uh, I got a lot of homework tonight. I hear you, Bowie. got studies. Happy birthday to this player who had this career path in the NBA from 2002 to 2020. Nuggets, Wizards, Rockets. He is a power, a center power forward from Brazil. Oh, um, 
Not Festus, not uh, Festus Azili. Uh, uh, Festivus for the oh, rest I of us. I only think of Barbosa right now. The he was on the All Rookie Team in '03 for the Nuggets, most known for his time in Denver. Verjao? No, nah. Oh, tripping. That's a cab. Chandler? Nene? Nene. 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 We'll do the Nene. <laughs> God, he played till 2020. Wow. Yeah. According to uh, this website, have y'all ever heard of Wicca Wicca Pidia? Waka 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 Waka. A lot of stuff. I've there. still got encyclopedias, like a whole Britannica <laughs> so set do of house. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. My mom has them. <laughs> Ken with the glasses looks at well, that's encyclopedias. Right. No. Mike P says correctly says Nene. Well done, Nene. Uh, Eric said, hey, Blue, check under the table. Chandler's great performance today just screams there's a foreign substance involved. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> check his arms. It's right here. <laughs> you check my headphones. He's got a computer. All right, Ken, you want to talk about how bad the Braves are? I'm uh, Obviously, they, if they win tonight, they clinch the sixth straight division title. So, okay, they're not bad. Do you, you were down when you come in. But I'm a little down, down on the bullpen. They're up 6-1 to one last night. Max Fried is pitching his butt off. They're hitting the baseball all out of every baseball park in America. And the bullpen can't hold a lead, it seems like. And I'm just really, really, really worried once we get to October, it's going to come back to bite them. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, usually when you get to postseason, it's like pitching wins and the the high powered offenses kind of falter. But I don't know. I, you would I, think three home runs, six runs in a game against a yeah. good team is going to be enough to win. And if it's not, that's that's scary. That's scary. But maybe you know, obviously Kyle Wright came back the other day, didn't have a great appearance, but he's just now getting ramped up, and hopefully he can be maybe a cog out of the bullpen when they get to October. I don't know. Maybe the starting pitching can go eight, nine innings, and and they don't have to worry about it. All right, Ken, I'm going to do a a Men in Black or a Eternal Spotless okay. Mind yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I can wipe your whole brain. All right, and you can become a fan of a new team, and you'll never know your love and passion for the Braves. I'll give you that opportunity now. What team would you rather be a fan of than the Braves right now? Exactly. So wait, but I can just choose any team willy nilly. Uh, the best. I'm just a front runner, bandwagon guy. It's not a. Yeah, but what team would you choose other than the Braves right now to win the World Series to be a fan of? The Dodgers. Really? Even though they have some pitching issues too. So you think they have a better chance of winning the World Series? It's going to be either one of those two. I think. You know, or, or the Braves come out like they did last year and lay an egg in the division series. Remember that year Braves lost to the Cardinals? And like all I was thinking about was the Dodgers. And the Dodgers lost to the Nats, yep. right? Yep. And then the Nats went on to win it. That was Could be 19. one of those crazy yeah. years. Yep. So, All right, Ken, uh, high school football touchdown Friday. That's Friday right. Friday night. Uh, what games are we looking forward to? I'll be holding down the desk again for touchdown Friday. Brian Bailey's a little under the weather. Hope he gets better soon. Yes, sir. Uh, it's week five. Our marquee matchup is a marquee matchup for the game of the week. Number one team in our touchdown Friday top nine is Havelock. They host the number three team and the defending state 4A champion. New Bern. I'm sorry, I got it backwards. New Bern host Havelock, but it's one versus three. Man. Two longtime rivals down in Craven County. It's going to be a great game to open up Big Carolina 3A, 4A play here in Greenville. J.H. Rose hosts a really good Jacksonville team. Looking forward to that. And then you got some other teams in Pitt County that are having some surprising seasons in Farmville Central. Undefeated. They are putting blowing up 60 out everybody. points a game. Yeah. Uh, they're at home against Southwest Edgecombe to open up conference play. And the North Pitt's 3 0. They went on the road Monday night in a game that got postponed at Edenton Holmes. They won on the road to go to 3 you know so uh some some good football here in pitt county looking forward to a good week uh they'll leave anybody out that's a good game 
I don't know. There will be 15 or so highlights. You hope you watch us on Touchdown Friday. You hit the high points. Yeah. Uh, some awesome games coming up. Check out Touchdown Friday coming up. Wes Craven Friday. and Aiden Grifton. That could be a good game. Wes Craven gave Havelock fits last week and was in that game until the very end. They played two games in four days last week and uh, and lost both of them. But Aiden Grifton, a little, you know, a little bit better than they were last year. Paul Cornwell's back. So that'll be a nice little rivalry to open up conference play, too. Just as we settle in for college football and NFL, the high school guys are getting into conference yeah. play. They're like almost halfway done with their season. So it's uh, it's getting real now. We're, we're right at the halfway point. They play 10 games in 11 weeks now. So we're, we're, we're right there. Ken, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate y'all. Enjoyed it. We'll uh, take a break. Come back. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live. We got P-Mace joining us in about 20 minutes or so. Ryan McChrystal going to join us towards the end of hour two. Got Wager McGee. Hour three. More with you when we return. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday after this. Now everybody get up if you want to party with the fat boy. You know what I'm saying? You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thinking about takeout tonight? Well, Familia can make everything real easy for you with a great selection of Italian food and more. Visit FamiliaNC.com to see the full menu featuring pizzas, pastas, salads, and homemade desserts. Place your order online or call 689-6330 and Familia will have your order ready in their convenient drive through window for pickup. Finish up a busy day with a great dinner for yourself or your family from Familia. Familia on Fire Tower Road near Pitt Community College. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. P. Mace, Patrick Mason, going to join us later this hour. Talk some Pirate football. Hour three, we got Wager McGee, and in between that, Ryan McChrystal, East Carolina catcher, going to join us. We'll get uh, caught up on the offseason for him, ECU baseball, and uh, talk some sports with Ryan as well. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Joey, and Chandler here. There was one more nugget uh, I wanted to get to on the Fleet Feet Rundown, and that was a, uh, a vibe check. And we're going to do multiple vibe checks here, but we'll start with East Carolina football. Chandler, out of 10, what number are you on as we sit here on Wednesday? East Carolina 0-2 heading to App State. I'm at a three. Okay. That is a uh, low but fair number. I think it's uh, one of my lowest uh, vibe check scores possibly ever, if not in a long time, because I just – there's been there's a lot of questions that have not been answered in the past two weeks. What are those questions? Quarterback. What's your question? Form that in a question. Do we have one? Okay. You said questions plural. Give me another one. A uh, question. <laughs> uh, do we have a quarterback? That is a very serious question. If you are a football team. And I mean, looking Who's back at the Marshall quarterback. Thank you, Tony. Look at looking back at the Marshall game all week long especially the days that we talked to Mike Houston and then you guys were uh, talking to the coordinators on Wednesday, it seemed like that that was going to be a two-quarterback system going into uh, Marshall, but we saw Mason Garcia the whole time. 
uh, he was the quarterback for the whole game, and that's because, I mean, we did have the lead. Did our offense look great? No, it took a turnover on defense um, to set us up at the two, three-yard line, and it took three score or three plays to get into the end zone. Um, so that res- that still remains a question. Uh, is and, and I guess we're still going with Mason Garcia this week. It's just offensively, it's just every time we go on the field, I do not expect us to move the football at all, period. And I, if, especially if we're pinned inside our own territory, good luck. Because from the quarterback situation, there's just a lot of – there's no confidence in this. I mean, there's yeah. no there's no fluidity. There's no confidence. There's no nothing in this offense that can give me a spark of confidence in this football team. Defensively, I've seen a lot of great stuff. Defensively, I've seen some bad stuff, some busted coverages. But offensively, you've got to, and this sounds like, well, you're going to say, duh, no crap, Chandler. Doy. You've got to score points if you want to win the football game. And that's exactly what East Carolina is not doing. When you look at eight quarters of football in the 2023 football season so far for ECU, where do we see a touchdown? One touchdown. Two-yard drive. A two-yard drive thanks to Blake Harrell's defense. And if it wasn't for that, the question we've been asking, would we have a touchdown? My answer is no. Shirley, can you pull up the uh, Trent Dilfer? I think it's in the sports bar folder. Or you might, uh, yes. Uh, do you remember what it was called? Uh, right Trent Dilfer something. Okay. Give I feel like we need it, though. We need it right now. Joey, what is your vibe check 1-10 to 10 for ECU 0-2 heading to App State? Uh, one to ten. I'm like a five or six, just like the the person said earlier. I'm not. What was the quote? I'm not disappointed. No, you are disappointed. I am, disappointed. but you're not hitting the panic button. Yeah, but I'm not panicking just yet. We haven't seen the other quarterback. We got to see what he can do, and maybe the season's not over yet. You got to see what. We got to see what the other quarterback does. We got to see what Flynn does. I'm pretty sure he's going to start against App State. Yeah, why are you sure about that? Uh, because I, I got inside intel. Oh, so. here we go again. Oh no. Uh, yeah, yeah. You think Mike Houston? A source close to a source. A source that knows source? a source that you was uh, talking he, to a yeah. source in the corner. You think he's, he's being yeah. vague with uh, the media and the public? Yeah, I mean, like, there's there's reasons behind not dropping a depth chart, not giving those answers to your questions and stuff like that. He's he's hiding the the factor of who he's going to play, but I think he's going to be Flynn. Okay. I've got it, by the way. Go ahead and hit it, Trent. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. And I think that applies to everything. I think that's rational. I think it is too. You can't lose games and win. You, you can't c- lose life and win life. You can't not score touchdowns and win in college football, Chandler. You could, but it's very, it's very random or very seldom. Seldom. Russ is calling Joey Jamie 2.0. Who's got the better sources here? Oh, it's a source off. <laughs> source off. <laughs> An old-fashioned source-off. Chandler, do you think we could... So, could we win 15-14 to 14 on five field goals? Is our defense that good? Good enough to do that? I don't think they're that good. All right. Hold out state to just only two touchdowns? Can we win 21-20 to 20 on seven field goals? Yes. You think we could win a few games like that? <laughs> no. You don't? 
I mean, I'm having a conversation, a serious conversation with you. Okay, and I'm having the conversation with you. You said you could win, but it would be very seldom. I'm trying to say, can we win 24-21 on eight field goals? I'm talking like a 6-3 game. Like, just an absolute game you don't (laughs) want to see. If we can't win a 21-20 game, how are we going to win a 6-3 game? Look at that face he's making. <laughs> but the chain. <laughs> that, was a, <laughs> that was a face of what? Are, what are you talking about? What? All right, should we move on? No, I. But no, I. I just. Uh, <laughs> you you got to like flabbergasted. I know. Right I'm trying to help the, you out. Well, now the um, the stat on their defense when it comes to giving up the run, I'm really excited to see like how can we where can we see Javius Bond kind of take advantage of this this defense that struggles against the run or a Rajay can he get back to his old self of you know picking up six seven yards a pop Marlon Gunn throw him in the mix Marlon Gunn and if that's the case how much does that open up the pass game on yeah. Saturday you guys seem shocked when I said Flynn's gonna start do you not think he will start I mean I, I think I, yeah, I can see I, it happening I would start Flynn if I was the coach but the way Mike Houston's talking it doesn't sound like they're gonna oh, go okay. to that gotcha well, but my you, source has been talking differently. <laughs> okay. Do you have I'm a source or are you just making this up? I have a source. I have sources. Because we are I on... I can outsource Jamie. Right now, we're oh. on Pirate Radio. That's fighting words. Pirate Nation trusts us. So, like, I don't want you to be... Like, you, your reputation's on the line Absolutely. Here. I want everybody to unfollow me on any social media platform if Flynn doesn't start the game. Jeez. There we go. How about that one? All right. <laughs> uh, Wait, ju- say that one more time. <laughs> Everybody can unfollow me on social media if Flynn doesn't start the game. And well, forever, four people are going to yeah. unfollow you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Chandler. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. And like, you will have zero credibility moving forward. That's fine. You're ready to to, to really stake your claim on this. And matter. if you ever say, according to my sources, again. After the fact, we're gonna we'll, laugh you out of the building. We'll, we'll, laugh, we'll literally laugh at you and be like, "Get out!" All right, then you'll come over here and sit down. I will have to because we have to kick you out. Okay, got you. That's fine. I don't like the way you. Uh, I don't like the way you're like. All right, I'll just leave. Like, I want you to like this internship more than you. I want you. I to, love this internship. No, nah, you're showing your true colors. I, I, no, I feel you're, like you're you do. Your I feel like you do. But I also, love this internship more than any other intern here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say anything more than anything. <laughs> more than anything in life. I don't know about all that. Uh, Atticus says, "Do we think this talk from Mike Houston that makes it sound like they're going with Garcia could be a smokescreen?" That's exactly the conversation we're having right now, yeah. Atticus. Are you still hammered from Saturday? Atticus, I love you, man, but we need to have a talk at some point. He's a little extra on game days. About texting. About yeah, just we need to have a talk, Atticus. He just well, he needed a hug by the end of the game. We need to have a talk, man to man, because and and I want to have this talk with you in private because I don't want Shirley to literally murder you. (laughs) I'm trying to keep Shirley off of you, Atticus. I'm trying to help you out. I'm going to need you to help me help you. That's all I'm saying. Axel on YouTube says, Who does the punting, Luke or Archer? Axel, going to need you to hit that caps lock and tone it down a little bit, buddy. I love how he puts the megaphone in there, too. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like the all caps. I don't like that giant question mark. I don't like any of it. 
Uh, answer his question, special boy. Um, <laughs> I think you'll see Luke Larson start. What? <laughs> special boy. I just I don't have time to say special teams, so I call Chandler our special boy. I know oh. that it has a different connotation. <laughs> But what Which I mean is why I think you used it in the first place. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> He's our special teams guy. We got a we got a lot to fit in this show, so I, I shorten things out. You're our special boy. Yeah, you're so, doing a good job of shorting it out. You're special. <laughs> What's that phrase that you use about words? <laughs> I don't know. You the, know the say less. Yes. Yeah, say less. <laughs> why use? <laughs> why use less word when? Well, I use more word when less word do trick. Yeah, yeah exactly that's the one. That. That's what I was thinking. Uh, my answer would be, uh, I think you'll see Luke Larson. Uh, you saw him uh, come into the game on, on Saturday. And uh, when it comes to that rugby-style punt, that he is the guy um, to do that. And it seems to be working out a lot more than the archer literally looking like he's going to do a normal punt. And it's just a, a short uh, and it worked out in Michigan. It just didn't work out against that wet grass. It worked out in Michigan, but I remember that first punt being like, what a terrible no, punt. And it, then it just got the roll you, from heaven. If you go back to the, the watch along, I'm literally like, oh, no. But it just it took that right right bounce and it pinned uh, Michigan inside the five. That wasn't the case on Saturday. But Johnny Stad said we're like top whatever in the nation on net, net punt returns net punts, yeah. because nobody's getting a return because we're having these it's awkward looking tr- punts. It's such a tricky thing to return. Now, if you do punt that way and they go up and catch it, your guys are not getting down the field enough to the cover, and that's going to cause a lot of problems. So um, it could cause a lot of trickery, and you might see some muff punts this year with the way that both Archer and Luke Larson punt the football. So I don't know. We'll see. But my answer to that would be Luke Larson. Adam Schefter tweeting out, the Colts did not list Anthony Richardson on their injury report today. Uh, Richardson on track. Uh, Jamie outsourced Adam Schefter. So Jamie's moving back up in the source ranking. So this is a big wow. day. Yeah, no, Jamie's way above me if he's outsourcing Adam Schefter. That's not even a competition. <laughs> so you know, you, this is a huge Saturday for you, Joey. If Flynn starts, how ironic would it be if Flynn starts? The guy Jamie said would start week one. If he starts this week, Joey moves up on the source power rankings than Jamie. That I got a I got long question. I, I just a guy that stuck with Alex Flynn since the spring. That's right gets beat out by a guy that just said it in week three that he would be the, that he would be the starter oh my god that would stink now you know what these morons in the chat are gonna do they're gonna go all caps russ said what's wrong with all caps clip let's rage jamie says good call russ now we're gonna go all caps if i tell you all that i like all caps will you then go lowercase again you're such children if that if that's the thing that bothers you the most today you're having a good day. That is true. Tyler says Michigan fans were talking bleep about the first punt until the roll happened. Hey, Tyler, can we tone down the language a little bit? Chat there, buddy. Hey, watch the language, Tyler. And that's in all caps, brother. Eric says we might have an all American punter next year. He sure will have a lot of experience at it. Oh. Eric. Oh. That's not nice, but that's, I mean, it was kind of funny. Woo. Woo. <laughs> Coach Max sent me a dad joke via Twitter. You want me to read it? Yes. Let's see. Coach Mac on X. Mac on X? My wife just sent me a strange text message. There's a man on the bus next to us who keeps farting. I replied, that's okay. At least he isn't on your bus. Oh. 
I think that got the appropriate reception. Uh, uh, Russ says, no, you're a child clip. You love listening to Jerry talk about glory holes. And there it was, right there in the middle of it. I want me some glory hole. <laughs> some stories coming out about Jerry Jones, by the way. What's coming out? He's coming out. That he said some some racial things. Oh, on the uh, Jim Trotter. Yep. Saw that lawsuit. Yep. But there, but there it was, right there in the middle of it, smack dab in the middle of it. Glory ho. I woke up that morning and there it was. Right. I can't tell you how many times in my life you. when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory ho. Mm. Resiliency. Now, why do you think I enjoy now, hearing that? Why do you think he enjoys hearing that? Why is that? Why, why do you think he enjoys hearing that? Why is Hashtag that? Hashtag a-hole. Tyler says, I, I apologize. I'm Shut sorry. In all caps. Loud noises. Chat. Like, all right, guys, come on. I, let's focus up. Let's focus up. Let's do Let's do a trivia. A, a, uh, not a trivia question. A poll question. We can ask people. To, so they'll settle down on the chat. All right. All right. Let's turn it. What is it? Wait, we have dead air. Why are you doing that? Why'd you just do that? I don't know. I just wanted to hear it before you ask. <laughs> and I wanted to give an answer. Um, you do know we're live, right? <laughs> I know, I know. We can't be turning the mics off like that. I know. Only only if you misbehave. Which I'm doing right now. All right, what is it? I don't know. What kind of poll questions should we ask? I know, uh, I'm putting it up on X, so you better come up with a good one. Um... I, I got nothing. Then why did you bring it up? I don't know. I don't know. I was just trying to. I saw the chat going a certain way, and I wanted to cut it You're off. Trying to get it, them. Okay, off the why don't we circle thing? back? Yes, surely. Oh, we'll circle. Great. <laughs> Joey, can you save us? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Random question: Do you ever foresee Jeter touching the field this year? Uh it's foresee. a good question, but no. Great word, foresee. Yeah, I, that is a good word to use, foresee. Do you ever foresee? <laughs> Do you foresee? Uh, Do you foresee? Do you? Starting Do you, uh, or uh, taking the field at No, don't. No, that's not X-worthy. That's not X-worthy. No, no, okay. no, no. No exit. Okay. No exit. Well, here's one. Wait a minute! I have to phrase it right. Can we do a "What's the first offensive play of uh, on Saturday"? That I was going that way. I just couldn't think of how to how I wanted to phrase it. But who, yes. who gets the first touchdown on Saturday for East Carolina? There we go. Touchdown! Why are you putting one on X? Yeah. What are we doing? Right yeah, Shirley wants an X poll. Yeah, you can throw that up. That's fine. Yeah. Who gets the first TD? And if we get a TD, who's the first one that gets it? Tyler has a dumb joke. He says, I got a poll question. Who's better on the poll, Tiffany or Sprinkles? First of all, that is sexist. Sprinkles. Let's do an over-under. Secondly, it's not funny. Third Could of we all, not do that I am appalled. in the chat because I, I find that extremely low. Bro- look, I, I, I like bathroom humor. Bathroom. 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 You got to go to the bathroom. Bathroom. Cookman. Make sure you flush um, when you're in the bathroom. I like bathroom humor just oh as my much God, as holy cow. I'd yep. like to buy a vowel you need, today. Uh, to be bathroom from the mic. humor as much as anybody. 
but those jokes, no. Um, can we do an over over? Uh, <laughs> can we get a break? This is, the worst to get a break. this is the worst segment we we've ever done, and it's this all is, my fault. This is so bad. But Shirley's uh, been off. Chandler's been off. Joey's kind of been on. I got. I think Joey's the MVP of the segment. Uh, I've been off. The chat's been awful. But all this is my fault. I am the head coach of this segment. And we stink right now. Let's do a over-under on something that the Pirates have struggled with this season. Penalties. How many penalties? Where do you want to set the line at? So we had 11 on Saturday. You want to set it at like seven and a half? Six and a half. Six and a half. Over-under penalties for East Carolina on Saturday. Six and a half. Cass said, let's talk fantasy football. Chris said, this show is great. Um, uh, We can talk some fantasy football. I love fantasy football. Algier, man. Man, he dropped a big game. And Jacoby Myers had a great game. Hopefully hopefully he's okay, and I will be starting him next week if he's okay. Would you say that if somebody had three fantasy teams and they went 3-0 and week one, they're pretty good at fantasy football? I would say... What would you say would to say that man? If you, were able, if you were able to meet that man in person, what would you say to him? I want to shake your hand! Well, here I am. Is that him? Here is I, that you? I am him. Oh, my God. <laughs> he is him. I, I is him. him. He is him. He is I, and I am him. Slim with the tilted brim. What's my name, fool? Snoop Dogg. Snoop circa Dogg 1993. Uh, Mike P. said, I remember... <laughs> Mike P. said, I remember back in 2021 when there was a bad segment and the chat was booing PRL. <laughs> and then somebody's going to comment and say, we weren't booing the people, the personalities. We were booing, booing Jonathan the producer. They, <laughs> they were booing Shirley, no. and I'm not here for that. I don't like the people booing Shirley when really they're booing me. We were not booing Clip and Chandler. We were booing Shirley. Eh. Jamie says, "Ask me if I care." Jamie said, "Poll question: Which is worse, today's PRL or ECU's quarterback play?" Oh, <laughs> yikes, come on, yikes! Come on, we're not yikes, that bad. Yikes! 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 All right, it when, just goes to show we're human. Let's take a break, please. We're human. We're human. We're in tune. We're human we're beings. Ready for app and our hard news bunch. And Chandler needs to go to the bathroom. All right, let's uh, go quick roundtable as we go to break with Chandler, Joey, and myself. What fantasy player needs to pick it up week two for you? Mine would be old goose egg boy Drake London, and I am very worried because Atlanta may not try to throw the ball all year. They might just try to run it, and I am super worried about Drake London. Chandler, what fantasy player needs to pick it up for you? If you're a quarterback's number one receiver, act like it. DJ Moore, I'm talking to you. Mm. 2.5 points is not enough. Pick it up, buddy. Joey, how about you? For me, I got two quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson. They didn't break 15 points, and I needed them to do better than that. Is it a two-quarterback league? No, no. Well, one league I got Jalen Hurts, one league I got Lamar. Oh, oh. Ooh, they're hurting you across yeah, multiple yeah, platforms. exactly. So I need them to pick it up. All right. What player came out of the blue that you like to see? For me, it's not out of the blue because I got him on all three teams. And I didn't start him in two leagues, but he started on my best ball. Roshan. Roshan Johnson. My guy. Roshan Johnson. Roshan Johnson. There he goes. Lot of garbage points for the bear. You had a barbecue and you didn't invite me. Heart is broken. Also, I needed my studs to step up Sunday night and Monday night. My two keepers, Pollard and Wilson, played like studs. Keep it up, gentlemen. Chandler, 
Who do you want to see keep it up from week one? Uh, I got two guys. I got Algier for the Falcons, who keep was surpri- up. surprisingly good. And then Jacoby Myers. Man, what a great keep performance. It up. What a great performance he had uh, coming from the Patriots to the uh, to the Raiders. A lot of people think about Devontae Adams. But, hey, Jacoby Myers, watch out for that kid. Joey. NC State grad. Uh, for me, again, special shout-out to Tyler Algier, who's on my bench. But he also combined for 50-plus points with Brandon Ayuk who was on my Ooh. bench at 34 points, and that one hurt to see a good chunk of my points not counting for nothing. Ayuk uh, about single-handedly uh, helped me beat Sam. I'll have to rub that in when I get the trivia tonight. Eight receptions, 130 yards. Wow. Let's take a break. When we return, more to go. Patrick Mason is seven minutes out. He is giving us a seven-minute warning. I'm coming, man. We'll talk to P. Mace. We'll talk to Ryan McChrystal and more later on this hour on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Down on Main Street, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go. Join Down on Main Street every Wednesday for half-price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Well, keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a wild Wednesday. Having our one of our worst shows of the year, uh, but great viewership on YouTube. So uh, if you are, we've got half the number of likes that we have viewers. So if you'd like to give this awful show a like, please do. We would appreciate that. Some, some of y'all might can say that y'all were here for, uh, or some of y'all might can't say that y'all were here for our best, but you can say that you were here for our worst. That's right. If you don't like me at our worst, then I don't want you here when we're at our best. I don't want to hear from you. Kenny wants to hear something. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, you're a grown man. You're a, you're a grown, you're older than me. And you're, you're saying this. I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, Kenny. I expect this out of I expect this out of myself. I don't expect this this kind of stuff out of you. But what are we? We are what the voice of the pirate nation, right? Yes, we are for the people. We represent the pirate fans. We represent the people out there, and I love nothing more than interacting with the people that are tuned into this show. I think that makes it fun. I mean, that's why the fifth quarter is our most popular show, because it's about you. It's about the callers. What do you want to say? What do you want to get off your chest? What do you want, What do you got on your mind? So I feel like, as the host of this show, if somebody has a request, somebody should be able to have that request granted. I'm almost like a genie in that sense. I'm a genie in a bottle like Christina Aguilera was all those years ago. Kenny wants to hear young Joey say glory hole in Spanish. Now, again, <laughs> this is not me requesting this. This is one of our viewers. A grown man. A, a grown man. 
A Cowboys He's 40. Fan. A Cowboys uh, fan yeah. of that. I mean, and there it was. Can you say, and there it was, glory hole in Spanish? <laughs> can you Can you say that? Uh, <laughs> your mom, I can hope you your say, mom's not watching. Can, can you oh, say, sure, and sure. there it was, right there in the middle of it. <laughs> right there, in the, right. there it was, right there in the middle of it. Glory, glory hole. hole. All right, you ready? Hole. Yep. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. <laughs> <laughs> save that. Uh, save that. You just saved us, Joey. I think you just saved us. This is what it's, it's become. Joey just uplifted the show, raised the bar. And there it was. Gloria. CL says, How is Chandler still on the air? Greenville politics. Chandler, they're trying to get you off, buddy. Man. Oh, that is a witch hunt. This is a, right? hey, it's a witch hunt. <laughs> you sound like the Iowa quarterback. <laughs> I saw that today. We're not going to play that on the air. <laughs> we got to play that on the air. We, I, he didn't just say nothing wrong. He said a statement. I just feel like this show is bad enough already. We don't need... Maybe we'll play that tomorrow when we're having a good show. Um, let's let's class it up a little bit, Shirley. Can we hear what Parker Moore had today? He uh, had to say yesterday, East Carolina offensive lineman. 0-2, oh, I know it's not where you guys want to be, so how have y'all kind of responded to that earlier this week? Uh, it's uh, just something you don't want to feel. You know, I feel like it was immediate after we lost that game. We got in the locker room and just players only. Rajay, you know, had some words to say that I can't repeat, but uh, I feel like uh, it's going to be a good week. It's a good, good week. Is it kind of nice to see from getting that response from the players' perspective instead of it always maybe coming from a coach, but to have some players kind of stand up and talk to you guys like that? Absolutely. I feel like the great teams, you know, anywhere in football, NFL, college, uh, are player-led, and, you know, it goes really far. Offensive line-wise, are you kind of becoming one of those leaders, or, you know, you and your teammates, Dustin, I know, has gotten some, some leadership as well. So who are you all kind of counting on up front? Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to matter with everybody. It's not just me. It's not Dustin. It's got to be everybody playing their part, and um, it starts and ends with the guys up front. How do you guys think that y'all have jailed in the first two games, and what kind of improvements do you guys have to you know, move on and going into the week three? Um, I do think we need to clean up some uh, fundamentals and things like that, but I do feel like the chemistry is getting better, uh, the connection is getting better, and uh, you can see it on the field. Like We're just meshing and things like that, and I'm excited. Parker, you moved over to left tackle now. A couple games under your belt back in that position. How's the adjustment kind of been as you've gotten farther in the season? Um, like I said, I uh, still got to clean up some things for Millie, but I do feel comfortable playing on the left. I usually play my whole career on the right side, so it was a little difficult at first, but obviously the repetition has made my body change a little bit, so I'm comfortable playing left. Playing at Michigan in the opener, how much does that prepare you all for another hostile environment this weekend? Uh, I just see it as the, the next game, you know. Um, it's a, it is the big house, all, with all due respect. Um, App State also coming up, all, all due respect, great team. Uh, we're not really looking forward to the crowd. We're looking forward to playing football. What do you all see from their, their defense? Oh, they're an aggressive defense, really good team up front. And uh, they like to bully you and things like that, be real physical and impose their will on you, and we're looking forward to it. So much is being made publicly about the quarterback situation. Do you all – just trying to drown in that noise and, and like you said kind of worry about executing all 11 together 
Uh, not even just the quarterback situation. I feel like we just cut out everything as a team. We just, you know, keep everything in-house, focus on what we have going on as a team. And, uh, you know, I talk to those guys all the time when something doesn't go their way just to just relax and breathe and uh, just s- slow down because, you know, they get real jittery. I want to win. They want to win. So as long as they can just breathe and relax, everything will slow down for them. All right, there's Parker Moore from Tuesday and uh, calming presence. I like that. No need. I mean, fans are going to panic. That's what we do. I am one of you. I, boy, I said some awful things at halftime of week two's game against Detroit as a Washington fan last year. Just really regrettable stuff. No first downs? No first downs in the first half. And uh, said some things to Carson Wentz I don't regret. Said some things to Ron Rivera I halfway regret, regret because he's a great man but not the best football coach. But So I get it. I understand. But the team can't do that. The team cannot cannot panic right now. Patrick Mason is not panicking right now. He joins us here in the Pirate Radio Studios trying to save this show. Patrick, how you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? I guess I got a tall task. I flipped on the radio and I hear uh, worst show ever. What's, yeah. what's going on? Man? But that, the first half is over. That's true. We're going to come out of the locker room strong because we got Ryan McChrystal joining us here in just a little bit. Wager McGee going to make some week two, week three picks. And we got Patrick Mason here for the next 30 minutes or so. Patrick, uh, Mike P is asking, hey, P. Mace, what soup would save this show? Mm. I think we're at, we have to go something real tasty, probably pretty high quality. I'm going lobster bisque. Mm. <laughs> You know what's funny? I already thought about lunch. I think about meals like way ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of maybe hitting the Walmart stop after trivia tonight and get that bisque. I'm due as well. I, I think I'm definitely this week. I'm going for it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good Can call. Uh, any non-seafood? Oh, yeah. Soups? Um, I don't know. Just maybe like a chicken chowder? Yeah, for sure. I was, <laughs> I was about, about to say, like, chowder. I want clam chowder, but that's definitely seafood. Uh, let's see. Jamie says, P. Mace is going to look like a giant in that chair. <laughs> look at us looking up to Patrick Mason. It is crazy. It usually that, happens, though. But, yeah, I guess it's just, like, the perspective. Yeah, it's it's, it's odd. <laughs> I, even, I even lowered my chair during the, the Parker Moore thing. So. <laughs> Tyler says, P. Mace, the intimidator in the house. Patrick, I think it's time for you to turn up the heat like you do with Cliff Godwin on uh, Mike Houston. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot. I don't know really what Mike Houston can say at this point. Uh, I think I think maybe his tune might change if, if this season keeps keeps changing the way or keeps going the way it is. But I mean, right now he's he's got to back the players and then he's got to just do the head coach thing publicly, no know? doubt. Eric Eric has become really good at uh, that guy looks like. <laughs> he says today P Mace looks like the guy. That would tell your girlfriend he's there to listen after y'all have a big argument. <laughs> Watch out for that just, guy. Just here to mediate. Hey, uh, just, Don't worry. I got, I got a shoulder. And speaking of tell, which. Tell me what's going on. Danny Beal is probably that guy, too. Hey, I'm here to listen. I know you had an argument. But look, I, look, I'm just here to listen. That's why we have couches. Two weeks in a row now where I come in and the first thing I this get is a, good is a ricochet intro. shot out of nowhere. It's not a bad a one, though. complete you got, ricochet you got a shot. a big target on your What I'm trying to say is both of y'all are nice guys. Both of y'all are good guys. Pat, did you take that as a yeah. good thing or a bad thing? I, I didn't think it was a bad thing. I, I think it was our... Danny was takes everything as a bad oh, okay. thing. Okay, <laughs> yep. Here we go. See? We're just nice Welcome back to, we're, we're, back to we're, the show, we Danny. We literally be like, oh man, Danny looks great today. Oh my God, it's always... Does that mean I don't look good yesterday? 
right. Uh, DB, you're going to join us in the Ryan McChrystal interview? You got some hard-hitting questions for Can't, Ryan? Cannot wait. <laughs> All right. Good deal. We'll uh, talk to Ryan here in just a moment. Patrick, how valid is panic time for pirate fans right now um I, I think it's valid if you're a fan yeah you should be you should be upset i mean what you're watching is not representative of what you think should have happened i mean you're watching the game and you're saying why did we just you know essentially get routed by marshall i mean I, if you're a fan absolutely i i'm with you i mean it I, I could definitely understand how you're feeling. And if, if this keeps going, like I said, it's going to be a long, what is it, three months of just agitation and, and bad feelings by the fans. So I, I don't think there's any overreacting by the fans right now. I think they're, you know, used to, right, right now they're used to going to bowl games. They're used to this team coming up. And right now we're, we're not seeing any of that. Well, the, the good news for Patrick, he, he covered East Carolina on Saturday. It's a tough one to watch offensively. At least you got to watch your Bears on Sunday. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, I, what did I say last week? I said, I am worried about. My God. You know, yikes. And the Bears, we're the Bears. So, mm, mm, I mean, mm. just not much good there either that was <laughs> brutal it was really bad i mean they look like a very incompetent they look like one of the worst football teams in the league last week i mean the, they they look terrible so you're panicking on your team in the nfl as well yeah yeah for sure there's there's no good football for me to watch right now <laughs> <laughs> well iowa are yeah they, they're ranked they're two and oh they just beat iowa state how so many points did they score uh, I think twenty. I think twenty or twenty-one. So, <laughs> is it true that the that's like sixty to other colleges? Yeah, for sure. The coach's kid does he really have to average twenty-five yeah. to keep his job? Yep, that's like so, so that's real. written into his contract. And um, <laughs> the athletic director, I guess, the, we found out a couple. I don't know, not too long ago, that he's the one who made that public. So I think that's sort of another way to for the athletic director to breathe some heat on the head coach, saying you know you can't just keep rolling with this. We're going to make this public, and yeah, twenty-five points and. To be fair, they had a pick six in that game, too. So the offense is not yeah. looking great. <laughs> uh, so they are averaging low 20s right now. Yeah. Low to mid 20s. Yep. And I th- actually, the fan base is like, we got to win, and it's under 25. So this is good. Like, they want to change at offensive coordinator. So the fans right now are just scoreboard watching their own games. Man. Tough, uh, <laughs> tough offensive life Patrick Mason leads. It, it really is. He's a defensive guy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. When we return, Ryan McChrystal will join us. We'll talk more Pirate football. We'll talk some Pirate baseball and more on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Come on now, let's get busy, y'all. Are y'all ready to get busy? Yeah. Foot on the pedal, never ever falls you're listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by down on main street washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go join down on main street every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close now back to the show and welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. They're open every day and they have two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top of the line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93 ethanol free high octane gas. Country Mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We've got Shirley Rhodes, Joey, Chan Man, DB, Danny Bill in the house, Patrick Mason here, and 
ECU catcher Ryan McChrystal joining us for the first time in the Pirate Radio studios. We're going to be talking to some of the baseball fellas this fall and on into the season. Ryan, thanks for joining us. How you doing, man? Doing great. Glad to be here. He's uh, fired up because his Eagles are 1-0 on the season. Yeah. Got Danny Beals, but Patriots pretty good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, here he comes. Shot right off He's, the rip. Yep. Might as well start with it. Yep. <laughs> it's like the Stone Cold just entering through the little gate I got right here. Yeah, no. Okay. We got uh, that Eagles was won. actually a much better game probably than it deserved to be because Nick Sirianni got a little weird at the end of it and let the Patriots yeah. kind of stay in it. He likes to get spicy every once in a while, but the fact that it was raining, it was Brady's halftime thing, it had to be closer. Something was going to be wrong. Bunch of excuses, yeah. But, um, <laughs> no, I think he disrespected an older coach who wanted to make a game closer than it should have been. I think that's more what it was. Wow. Wow. That's just me. Shots fired, and I love it. I am not ready for uh, uh, <laughs> Commander's Eagles week, that's for sure. Uh, it's going to go this way. Uh, Ryan, how's the uh, – let's talk about your baseball offseason. Uh, what did you do this offseason? How'd it go for you? Went really well. A lot of rehab in my back. Uh, obviously, back injury is not a very fun thing to do, but I think the training team and I did a great job this summer being here with the younger guys and also getting healthy to the point where we're confident in what we're doing and we're continuing that into the fall. So it's very, very useful over the summer. Speaking of back injuries, saw uh, Bryant Packard at the game on yeah. Saturday. I'm just have you talked to Bryant yeah. at all? He's yeah, had he's there uh, almost every day. Yeah, yep. he's had some back issues uh, that forced him to kind of be where he is today. So have you had those chats with him at all? Yeah, he uh, he's big, kind of telling me just what to do, how to manage it, and just biggest thing is just speak up when something starts to bother you because at the end of the day, it's September right now, and so you're not winning a regional in September. And right. So just being smart about it and staying healthy as long as possible. That's great advice, too, because you want to be there every day. You don't want to lose your spot, right? Yeah. So you've got to kind of be smart about it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone on our team is really competitive, and at the end of the day, you want to compete, but you also don't want to do anything dumb now that would prevent you from doing what you want to do in the spring. And so it's kind of knowing when to reel it back and then knowing when to turn it on. And you catchers are basically born to be sore your entire life. Oh, Knees, yeah. now back. So uh, is that, could you play anywhere else, or is catcher your spot on this team? I could find somewhere else to play, but I just, I've just i fallen in love with catching, and I think that it's at the point now where I'm good enough to where I'm going to continue to do it and manage, manage any pain that I get. It's yeah. obviously not going to be pain-free, but I also think that what we got going with J-Dub and then me back there, I think that we got a really good thing going, so there's no point in switching anything up there. What's the biggest challenge for a catcher? Uh, really running a pitching staff, to tell you the truth. like The game's really fast. Like When I got here as a freshman, it's, just, it's way faster than in high school, but like just knowing each of your guys and being able to know where to set up, know where to when to talk to them, when not to talk to them. I, I told the team the other day, like if Trey Savage is pitching, I'm not going to say that much to him because he knows what mistakes he's making. And he'll tell me to shut up, I'll tell you the truth, because I, I talk a lot. And so he knows he can tell me to shut up. I'm not going to take it to heart. But then get a quieter guy up there, like a couple of the freshmen, and you kind of got to be a little more assertive. So just being able to run a pitching staff but to the point where they're not mad at you, they know that like, they respect what you're saying pretty much. Is Spe- that- speaking of uh, – sorry, Patrick, real no, quick. Speaking of talking a lot, Danny Bills here. Hey, Danny, how you doing, bud? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing? Uh, what, what, do, how do y'all get a word in with each other, with you two talking? How's that work on, on Ryan the usually dominates it. He, yeah? he, he loves to talk, so okay. if you haven't noticed. I, I do, but <laughs> at the same time, sometimes he needs to listen. But I think he, he we're, we're good about knowing when to listen and then also – 
like no one's afraid to tell you when you're wrong. Like, I think it's the biggest thing, just the open communication side of things. Like if you're pitching and I tell you something and you think it's totally wrong, tell me because I'm not going to say it again. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Hilarious work, video team. We had yeah, you saw that Danny Bill's head on Chandler's shoulders just a moment ago. Chandler, that was not my idea. First At and least foremost, we didn't have Danny's head blocking out Ryan McChrystal. So yeah. was it like a like the devil and then like the good angel? Which, which, which could shoulder actually do that? Which, which one would you be on, the devil or the the good one? P. Mace, go and ask your question sorry to jump you there no that's good I, I was basically just gonna go off of that like is it more just like learning like the people like just hanging out with guys and you understand that or do you sit down and just talk about baseball all the time like no, how, do you, how do you definitely not baseball all the time i think that being able to have a, a real life it, it consumes you at times but i think that the biggest thing is just being able to be yourself and it takes everyone a while to get comfortable like i talk a lot and sometimes as a freshman, it might have rubbed off the wrong way, but I definitely think that I learn what is acceptable to an extent, when to talk, when not to talk, and then just building relationships. Like Trey's an Eagles fan, so Trey and I have a good relationship because we can talk about other stuff. It's not baseball all the time. And then JC and I will never talk about baseball at the house unless we're watching the Braves-Phillies game because he's a Braves fan, I'm a <laughs> Phillies fan. That's fun. But, yeah, just managing baseball and life because baseball is just something we do. It's not who we are, and so I think we definitely take that to heart. What like your coach is a former catcher like so what's that you know relationship like do you go to him often when you have questions about that like how, how does that work does he have a you know special insight into that position you think yeah he definitely he helps here and there but I think that as I've gotten older he's kind of allowed me to figure more out myself just the more that I've understand me as a catcher because every catcher is different like Jab and I aren't the same catcher different bodies but. We also talk to each other and use our knowledge. And then the new guy, Henry, is huge. Coach Henry's big for us right now. He's just a ball of knowledge, and we want to get as much out of him as we can. So I think just getting information from him, too. So it's good having Coach G, who's always open to talk about anything you need to, and then using other resources, too. Ryan, I've heard a lot of stories about players coming in and getting their first taste of how Cliff Goblin runs this program and is like, uh-oh, is this for me? Uh, how long, use the word comfortable a moment ago, how long does it take you to get comfortable with uh, Coach Goblin and and uh, see why he's won so many games and see what kind of program he runs here? See, I've been here two years and a month now, so it takes you about two years and a half a month. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got comfortable. Good. No, I mean, you, you get gradually more comfortable, but I'm not – going to say last year I, there were that many conversations that I had to have where I was like totally excited to have them unless it was about me playing you know it's just one of those things where at the end of the day like, I love him because he has the best at, know, the best intentions for everybody sure. but at the same time tough conversations when you're younger are a lot tougher but I, I trust kind of grows throughout time yeah. so I, he trusts me a lot on both sides now. right on both sides, you got to trust sure. him yeah. he's got to trust you and if he knows that I'm doing everything I can then when I have a conversation with him it's a lot more two way than it, than it would be so Ryan McChrystal joining us. Jamie uh, wants to know your most heated moment with Coach Godwin. I don't know if you want to share that. Jake Agnos had a very uh, public one on the mound years ago. Uh, That was a long time ago. Yeah, I have a great one. Uh, So freshman year, we're doing rundowns in between bases. And so we do it home plate to third base, first base to second base. And so we set up, split up on each side, on each side of each base. And so I catch the ball, and I'm running towards Bryson Worrell, who is a decent athlete. (laughs) <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, you got me running towards him, a freshman, chunky catcher, and you have a god running towards me. <laughs> and he does, like, a spin move on the bases, so I, I'm all, all of a sudden in shock, and I don't tag him. Like, I just miss him. He's out of the baseline, first of all, yeah, so he's right. out. But that's not important, because I didn't tag him. Didn't, I didn't complete, like, finish the play, yeah. which I should have 
trying to get back and tag him. And we're in the huddle after. Well, Coach Steve marched across the field and yelled at me, expected, deserved. And then we're in the huddle after. I'm on my knees in the front of the huddle. And he's already frustrated, not the best practice. And he was like, and when you tag someone, you tag them. He's, there, was more, there was more involved in it. But he's like, you tag him. And he hit me on the chest, my chest protector. And I fell like back on my knees and then came back up and I was like yes sir <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I never have ever not finished a play or tagged somebody after that so it worked it was so effective yeah Lesson Lesson learned. Learned. <laughs> good stuff uh, Ryan McChrystal joining us uh, you want to hang out one more segment absolutely alright cool Pat um, Pat can I call you Pat uh, if, you, if you must <laughs> I heard Danny call him that Pat Rick like, Man. wait Pat is your name Pat Rick Mason no oh okay it's Patrick uh, Patrick's going to stick around because we are headed off to ECU practice in about 20 minutes or so uh so chandler will be back db db you hear the rest of the show sure i am all right good deal all right good deal take a break come back joey shirley here as well more to go pirate radio live on a wednesday after this You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the house salad with grilled chicken the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite the fried shrimp plate after work down on main street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio join down on main every wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m to close down on main street on main street in historic downtown washington now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right back with you pirate radio live hour number three got a giveaway coming your way in just a moment wager mcgee later on this hour we'll talk week two nfl week three college football and uh ryan mccrystal joining us now inside the pirate radio studios uh fall, so what are you guys what's the baseball team doing currently ryan? uh so right now it's individual workouts so the catchers are either catching bullpens or we are in the bullpen working on blocking receiving all that and then we just started hitting on the field so we're getting into that we'll do our early work and everything and then a lot of lifting and conditioning for the first five weeks. When is Mission Week? Is that in the fall it's or is November? That November. Yeah, I don't want to hear about that. Sorry, I, I got a question real That's quick. Intense. What oh, yeah. does when you say you're working on blocking? What does that involve? Is someone just like chucking a ball at your ankles? <laughs> like how, how does that drill work? Uh, at times, yes. So sometimes, like before practice starts, we'll have the catchers go to like home plate while the rest of position players are stretching, and they'll stand like 45 feet away and just like Mach 3, throw it at the ground in front of us and see if we can get in front of it as many times as possible. Other than that, it's like shooting the machine and either raise the machine or lower it as the ball's okay. rolling down. Okay. So then it's kind of a read thing, but a lot of that. Yeah. I always think of I think of Major League, and I'm old. I don't know if you young guys, but when Jake Taylor's, uh, they're getting ready in spring training, he's just taking a lot of balls, his knees are hurting and everything. And also, uh, Happy Gilmore, when he's taking <laughs> shots right taking to the chest. Taking it off the chest. <laughs> You ever do that? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I can't say that I do. Fair enough. So you got you got some smarts, Steve. 
<laughs> Ryan, uh, what are we going to do about this ECU football team, man? What, what do we need to see on Saturday? I'm the wrong guy to ask about that. Not big on uh, playbooks or anything like that. Yeah. But I definitely uh, I believe in them. I just want to see it. You know, I think it's kind of the way that we all are right now. I think not exactly how we wanted to start, but pieces are there. It's just time to put the pieces together and complete the puzzle. We talked about it earlier, DB. The the fans, they're going to hit the panic button, and I get it. I'm a fan of teams. I hit the, the commander's panic button at least eight times a game. But, like, uh, the team can't do that. And Mike Houston has to keep that message in-house that, hey, we know we're good football players. We're going to get this done. Um, I don't know. What, what do you want to see on Saturday from this team? I think Bryce made a really good point yesterday when talking about the execution piece. Like, he was talking about Donnie and whatever, but, like, as long as we can control the way we execute, like, the play is called. It is what it is. Like, people complaining about Donnie or whatever, like, it is what it is. But if they can execute and just do their best job at not trying to make so many mistakes, like, especially in the fourth quarter, it was just horrible to watch because it's like we're just throwing the game away because of how many mistakes we're making. And I, and I get it. It's the but We were just talking about the break, the 2021 comparison, the question you asked yesterday. But it's just like I understand what they're trying to do and I understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, it's like, guys – we, we don't make as many mistakes. We win that football game Saturday. That's just the yeah. bottom line. And I guess what's the equivalent to penalties in baseball? I mean, would it be errors or would it be – but, like, just missing – throwing to the wrong base maybe. I mean, stuff like that, I guess. Missing your cutoff, man. Yeah. Like, extra like bases, that. things like that. Like, For sure. The penalties. And this – Mike Houston, under Mike Houston, we have been a a very, you know, small penalized team. Not a lot of penalty yards. But that has been a bad trend through two weeks this year. So, got to clean that up. You, I mean, how many times does your coach say you can't beat yourselves out there? You have no idea. <laughs> so uh, can't can't have that this week, especially awesome. on the road. Sunbelt uh, officials, by the way, it's going to be I understand. That place is going to be jammed too. Yeah. So they got to come bring their A game because it's not going to be an easy place to play. I also feel like 2022 we started the baseball season not too hot and ended up hosting a super regional. So I feel like hitting the panic button after two games. Obviously, they don't play 56 like we do right. at the same time. Like. Those guys know what they're doing. They're they're going to figure it out. So if we, if we hit the panic button, we were twelve and fourteen or whatever we were. Then I don't think we have a packed house in the jungle and a super regional. So yeah, that's a good point. I'm just saying the team just looks the football team just looks like it's playing tight. Like they're just worried about making mistakes. I mean, it seems like every time that ball is snapped, it's like oh crap, where do I what do I do with this thing? And like they're just not playing loose. And I don't I don't know how you get to that point, but you know maybe obviously wins heal a lot of stuff. But that, that's what it looks like to me. You ever been to Boone? No, first time. First trip. I'm excited. Yeah. Hopefully some cooler weather, some mountains. I really like the mountains. Some good soup. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Chandler, can you give us another bean? Bean and tune and bean. Do you like that, Dan? Yeah, that was very funny. Good script. Uh, boy, Eric is really scraping the bottle of the barrel. Are you from Fuquay? Okay. Eric says, if the Hurricanes were to build a new venue outside of Raleigh, hmm. it could be called the Fuquay Verena Purina Arena. That is a jumble, for sure. I also don't know if they get the same attendance in Fuquay. Still growing. Uh, Jamie says, Mom, my grandpa worked at the Purina factory in Indiana. What are we doing? Why are we talking about What are we doing, guys? We got DB. We got McChrystal. It's football season. Eric, what are we doing, man? Dog food. Why are you a Philly guy? My dad's from Delaware, so he chose Philly and... I guess his entire family was from Delaware before that, so I just kind of was looped into that, and it's the way it's always been. That sucks. No, sure doesn't. 
Uh, I want to say it sucks, but I don't think it sucks. I mean, you got the Phillies who are good. You've got the Eagles who win to the Super Bowl. Ooh, it's a good Phillies sports town. Series, the Sixers have been doing a process thing yeah. for the last decade. Yeah. The Flyers are into hockey. They were good for a long time. Are the Flyers even a team anymore? You ever heard the Bill Burr Philly rant? Uh, <laughs> you have. have. You, <laughs> need to, of it. you need to check that out. Uh, that's good. But uh, yeah, so things aren't aren't terrible for uh, Philly right now. What do you think about the Eagles? Are they? What did you think about the Niners and the Cowboys and the Week One performances they had, and how big of a threat are they to the uh, Eagles? I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like at, at some point the Eagles are. I don't want to say you're at the top, but you dominate the league last year. You go to the Super Bowl. At some point, like you're going to be the hunted instead of the hunters. And I feel like they can hunt all they want, but until they prove to you that they can dominate you, nothing really to worry about. They also aren't playing there every week, so not much to worry about there yet. I did. uh, There was one more thing I wanted to do on the vibe check. I wanted to talk pro football. Mm -hmm. So we we can go around the horn with everybody. DB, Pats 0-1, put up a fight, and were there late against the Patriots. So 1-10, to what's your Pats vibe right now? Pat's vibes at like an eight. Ugh. An eight. That's high. Interesting. Okay. I, I say there's no moral victories, but that is about as close <laughs> as you can get to a moral victory, guys. <laughs> I agree, but you've got the Dolphins coming up. Mac, like. look, Mac looked awesome. Leads the league in touch, touchdown passes right now. Got the Dolphins coming up in division matchup. I get it. <laughs> Play like dude. <laughs> the laugh in the back. Can we do a Mac Jones or right quick? With you know, you should, Chandler. Did you? So Cliff came on to me a break, and he's like, "God, I really wish the Patriots had uh, had won, so I could ask you on Twitter, you know, Mac or Joe Montana." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was excited for you, DB, for a sec because obviously I wanted the Eagles to lose. Didn't happen, but uh, there you go. All right, uh, Joey Panthers. What number are you on with Carolina right now? Five. Mm. Wow, I'll take that. I think that's too high. It's mm. <laughs> way too high. Because again, like. I can feel the same way about the Pirates that I do about the Panthers. Disappointed. <laughs> the Pirates. But, like, but no panic. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no panic. Why panic when you know what's going to happen? <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> That's enough. That's a good outlook. Uh, Chandler, Panthers? Uh, I'm more optimistic than uh, Joey, but not too much more. 6.5. Ooh. So what do y'all do? We, you, do we all watch the same game? And, and, and I would just want to be clear. Y'all think this team can win the division, right? I did. I did. I, I, I did. So your expectations have changed now? No, I, tremendously. Okay. Okay. So how are you a 6.5 then? That's high. I mean, you think I they'll beat the Saints? I think so at home. First home game for Bryce Young. Prime. Uh, prime. You don't even, he doesn't sound confident. <laughs> answers the question. That is a hopeful man right there. All right. I like your optimism. Uh, Patrick, Bears. I'm in a check. I'm in a two. Yeah. I'm That's in a two. about right. <laughs> they were the worst team in the league last year. They looked like they gave an uninspired effort against their biggest rival divisional game. I heard some of this talk this offseason, Patrick. Like, oh. are we expecting too much from a three win team? Like, with everybody's excitement and stuff like this team won yes. three. Was it three yeah, wins? Three and 14 last yeah. year. So, like, obviously, I didn't expect the Super Bowl even a playoff but i expected like a more representable team than what and what that was yeah i mean that was brutal washington uh i'm gonna go about a i'm gonna go on the optimistic side and say seven that's pretty optimistic. i think they can win in denver they probably won't we played a team that's trying to lose i understand that in the cardinals sam howell looked good at times he also gave them a touchdown he threw the worst interception a quarterback threw in week one and antonio gibson fumbled again 
So there are things to be pessimistic about, but they won the game. The defense came up big when they needed to. So I'm going to stay optimistic at a seven right now. Um, now, Ryan, your your chart is probably different than ours because you have a team that went to a Super Bowl last year. So yeah. you have expectations. Yeah. So what's your number for the Eagles right now? Uh, I was going to say 10 until I realized <laughs> Danny was behind me and his team almost beat me. So I go 9-5. I'll respect Danny a little bit. And <laughs> the half point. Okay, little tough guy. Like, <laughs> what, are we ta- what are we talking about? Tough here? Pickens, All right, Slugger. Uh, here it is. I mean, right, it'd be a 10 maybe, too, if Jalen Hurts had helped my fantasy team a little bit more. But yeah. I'm still a little bit pissed off about that on a personal note uh, 12 points I had three two receivers and a running back that did better than him that's just disgusting to me it's tough and now you got old Kirk coming up on uh, primetime yep on absolutely Thursday. feeling and good about that I am I don't know if I get to watch the whole thing because I have to wake up at 4.15 for 300s on Friday morning but Yikes. I'm going to try and get Stop, in as much as I can dude. for that <laughs> hey Danny remember three with 300s on Friday Stop. last week though Yep, but it's this week. Cliff, you going to come watch? Wake up at 4 <laughs> <laughs> in the morning. You know, it's bad. It would hurt me more to watch than it's going to be for y'all to do it. I doubt it. I don't think you mean that. It might hurt me more to wake up at that time. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you guys are... Uh, Y'all are athletes, man. Let's y'all are out, though. Y'all are tough. Good work. Good work. You guys just come out there. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> get right on that. Tell me all about it. All right. Um, I love the floating head of Danny Beal in the studio. That's cool. <laughs> Got to bring that back for Halloween. He's always with us. Yes, the uh, the headless yes. DB or bodiless, I should say. All right, Ryan. Uh, we'll uh, we plan to talk with you kind of throughout a couple times a month, maybe get you on and uh, and talk some baseball with you, talk some sports with you. But I mean, what what's kind of next for you on the the schedule for ECU baseball? Purple Gold. When is that coming up? Uh, Purple Gold is beginning in November. We start inter squads next weekend or the weekend after, so that's coming up. So that's going to be really exciting to be able to actually play baseball games again instead of just practicing and conditioning and all that. So I think everyone's looking forward to that. A lot of uh, good mix, I think, of veterans and newcomers, right? Like big number of newcomers, but a lot of vets on this team as well. So. Yeah, about half and half, definitely. Yeah. Really good number. Really good guys. Did uh, you ever read JC's comment on YouTube? No, I didn't see he had one. Jacob Jenkins Coward. Oh, sorry, Jacob. He says, can you tell him to quit breathing into the mic? I guess he's <laughs> talking about uh, the Yeah, well... <laughs> How's that close to be? I don't know if I need to be back here no, or up good. on it. I don't. I think he's messing with you. I haven't heard you breathe. <laughs> How are the Braves Phillies conversations going with you guys this year? Ah, they're awesome. Last night when Trey Turner hit the game tying bomb, JC celebrated with me and our new my new, our new roommate Aaron. Are one of our transfers from Seton Hall is a Phillies fan, so we actually have him outnumbered at the house. So it's Wait, awesome. why did JC celebrate? Or were you joking about that? We were joking. Well, he did celebrate, but he was joking. Oh, it okay. was facetious, if you will. Mm-hmm. Well, good word, Jacob. Thanks. That only put them okay, sixteen okay. games behind the Braves. So. Well, the magic number for them is two now. So it's like, oh no, they lost by that much last year too. I'm pretty sure, and they beat the Braves in the playoffs. So I knew you were going with yeah, that, and to. I don't think I have a comeback for yeah, it. It's hard to. You got us when it mattered, yeah. so we got to get you back. Uh, enjoyed it, Ron. Thanks, absolutely. Man. Thank you. All right, I'm off to practice. P Mace, we're going uh, headed to practice. We've got Chandler taking over, and we've got Wager McGee coming up talking week two NFL, week three college football and we'll have a giveaway for you don't forget to do that champ man giveaway got you but i am uh giving putting you in charge buddy i got this actually shirley's in charge but we just tell chandler he's in charge makes him feel good good. all right we'll take a break come back more to go pirate radio live on a wednesday back with you after this Just in case we ever face to face and make contact, title held by me and my.
girl with extensions in her hair. Bamboo earrings, at least two pair. A Fendi bag. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Russell's Clothing in downtown Washington has everything you need for game day or any other day for men and women. Whether it's uh, dress, casual, or a formal uh, occasion, Russell's has you covered. Russell's has served Eastern North Carolina and beyond for 40 years with quality clothing and personal service. Russell's Clothing on Main Street in downtown Washington. Pirates supporting pirates. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. All right, welcome back in to uh, Pirate Radio Live, a Wednesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Chandler Honeycutt here with you, Shirley Rhodes. On the audio side of things, we got intern Joey on the video. And we have intern Danny Bill inside Studio A with me to my left. And uh, uh, great catching up with Ryan McChrystal uh, in the last segment. Uh, we'll hear more from Ryan McChrystal coming up this fall. We'll also hear from some other EC baseball players, including our guy Danny Bill. So um, let's cut to it uh, quickly. Uh, I, man, I did terrible over the weekend. I wasted my time going to Virginia and putting bets <laughs> over the weekend. I was awful. I need some betting advice. I need some gambling advice. And that is why Clip talked to Wager McGee earlier today. Uh, let's hear that converse- conversation between those two. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. It's another Wednesday with Wager. Wager McGee joining us on Pirate Radio Live. Wage, how you doing, man? Good, Clip. You? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, looking forward to another busy Saturday. We got East Carolina and Appalachian State. And um, not a real marquee Saturday as far as big-time games wager. So maybe this will be good for the gamblers out there to get into the weeds and uh, and find some winners. And you are certainly uh, amongst those trying to do that. Um, wager, I got your notes. You got nothing on East Carolina and App State, everybody in Pirate Land sees this line and says, uh, oh, yeah, putting the house on App State. East Carolina can't move the ball. That seems to be the common thought, but uh, you're not you're not ready to, to go do that with the Mountaineers this week? No, I, you know, I, I would probably lean that way. I did I did throw that in kind of at the end of the note. I am, uh, which may be the opposite of that, because we've had the under and had ECU that first week as well, and last week kind of Marshall in the under. Uh, I kind of think the over is due. I think, you know, it's a spot where maybe App is down just a little bit and their defense, you know, hasn't really stopped anybody running the ball. Gardner-Webb threw up, a, uh, threw up 134 yards rushing. That was a five-yard average. So even take away the North Carolina game where they kind of gashed them, um, you know, I, I think the, the ECU, if they're going to get things going, maybe they're finding like a rush defense that's going to be uh, going to be – one that they can move the ball against here a little bit because app is 140, sorry, 124th versus run, giving up 229 yards. So let's say ECU picks it up and it's an exciting, like 34-24 type game. I'll pick it right on the ten on the ten point spread. All right, um, wager. How about a Thursday nighter? Memphis and Navy. You like the Tigers uh, over the midshipmen and to uh, be able to cover that 14. Yeah, I, I do. It's, you know, I mean, it's a tight, you know, you look at it in conference game and maybe the same way you think Navy's got to be due. 
to kind of get things going. But their offense really hasn't hasn't done much. They're ranked 122nd through the games they played. Tough Navy game. It's a weird schedule too. Navy like Ireland off Wagner this game and then off. But last two years Memphis dominated 37-13 last year, and it was 35-17 two years ago when it was at Memphis, and they were 11 point favorite. Actually, they're four no straight up three and one against the spread and two of those have been in spots where they've been a double digit favorite so i'm not that scared off even though it's a conference game just because i haven't seen much out of navy to, to say that they could keep it close all right as we move along here uh i don't know looking for some games involving big teams you got uh western kentucky hanging around well not necessarily hanging around but staying within the number against ohio state i do yeah i think that you know i we haven't seen much from Ohio State offense. I, I kind of think this game, like the the ECU game, though, I think we're going to see points from them finally. Uh, and we know what Western Kentucky can do. Uh, they kind of move it and pass offense is good. But I would expect Ohio State's got to work uh, some kinks out here because they've got Notre Dame next week. That's the thing. Think about think and keep in mind for Ohio State and Notre Dame. If anybody looks at second half numbers or in running, both those teams get up more than likely kind of shut it down and take starters out because that's a huge matchup next week for both of them. So I think there'll be points. I think Western Kentucky can keep it within 28. They've only lost one game by more than 28 under head coach Helton, and that was when they went to BYU, which is always a weird place. Zach Wilson, that good team. They were getting 30, 30 and they lost by 31, so it's the only game they haven't covered uh, and the only game that's been more than a 28-point uh, defeat for uh, Western Kentucky, and they played regularly and played Big Ten teams. So. All right, another game with a similar spread, Georgia 27-and-a-half against South Carolina. You note in your notes that uh, Georgia has dominated. South Carolina's had a really tough time scoring in the matchups over the last few years. Um, although you are going over here, I guess you think Georgia will do a lot of scoring in this game. Yeah, yeah I think this is one where we used to look at like Alabama, 54-and-a-half. I think you look at some Georgia you have sides and team totals and game totals. Last three years have been while Georgia's you know, new dynasty has started. They've dominated this game. Even last year with South Carolina better. They beat them 48-7, beat them 40-13 the year before that, and 45-16. i just not sure about South Carolina. Can they even run it? You know, we, we saw that a little at North Carolina. If you can't run it, eventually become one-dimensional. That's going to be bad versus a good defense in South Carolina's. 127th ranked rush offense in the country through two weeks so far. Um, but you take all the Pac 12 teams. I mean, South Carolina's number one passing team, Georgia's number four passing team. So I kind of look at it that those scores will continue. Um, and 54 and a half seems low, suspiciously low, but I'll, I'll fall for it and bet the over here. That's 3.30 on CBS, uh, 3.30 on ABC to give you an idea on how kind of down this weekend as far as matchups go. Alabama at South Florida. Alabama uh, coming to the AAC wager. Uh, you do not see that ever. Um, Bama, huge favorites total at uh, 61-62. And you think Bama maybe gets out some frustration offensively, puts up a lot of points here? Maybe it's it's an ugly game, right? It's off of Texas, and they got Ole Miss next week. Something to keep in mind for Ole Miss, Georgia Tech as well. Ole Miss, Bama matchup next week uh, to start SEC, and it's in Tampa in the middle of the day. You know, there's going to be a lightning, a weather lightning delay. Um, I can handicap this as much as I want to, but then they're going to be sitting for a four or five hour lightning delay and just hurry to get out of there. And it's twenty four nothing, but it's not. I mean, 
you know, this is uh, USF can't stop the pass. Uh, FAMU just three for 374 yards. So if I'm Bama, I know that my defensive secondary is bad and I'm going to get in shootouts. This is where you got to work out the kinks on your passing offense. So it'll be like Middle Tennessee State in week one. 62 seems like a big number. And again, they may shut it down a little bit when they get late, but the backup, you know, Notre Dame transfer quarterback needs work as well. So I think you can go over. You know, USF can run the ball. I wish they could throw it a little bit more, but maybe that run kind of opens up passing a little bit. Because uh, if you can throw it, as we talked about last week, you can move the ball and you got a chance to, to score against Alabama. So uh, let's just pray for no lightning delay, and I think there will be lots of points in this one. All right. I went for an old Miss over last week, Didn't uh, did not get it, and Michael Pratt being out for Tulane did not help with that. But uh, going back to the well this week, and Georgia Tech uh, has not been a, an over team in – a couple of decades, but uh, you'd like them now. And uh, this says this game features two of the highest ranked offenses in the country. So uh, Georgia Tech playing a, a different type of football than we're used to, and you think they can help uh, this one get over? Yeah, and again, I think it's that's a as we like to talk about the tweeners. I mean, that's a tough two lane game, even without Pratt. And then they're looking at Bama next week, and all that Ole Miss staff is all Bama connection, right? Kiffin and Golding, the defense coordinator. I think Charlie Weiss uh, was even an offensive analyst there. Jack is scoring. They're number ninth ranked uh, offense in the country. You know, Ole Miss is 13th, so together, 1,000 yards total combined. 42 nothing last year. Tulane, easy, or sorry, Ole Miss, easy win. It may make them as a tweener come in a little bit, a little bit down, and they've struggled, not struggled. They just have played much better in the second half than the first half. I kind of think Tech might be able to keep it close, catch Ole Miss in a bad spot, score some points here. They put 34 against Louisville, 48 last week against the FCS team. Um, and Tulane, sorry, I keep looking at notes. So Ole Miss has, has been a little bit better second half, but by that time you're in a game. So I like the over, and maybe Georgia Tech could keep this thing under 19 um, just because of the spot for, uh, for Ole Miss there. All right, uh, old Biff, old sleeveless Biff with a nice cover for Charlotte last week against uh, Maryland on the road. But this week, uh, you are going against the Niners at home uh, as they take on Georgia State. Georgia State minus seven and a half. You've always had a a bit of a soft spot for the Panthers there. <laughs> well, I own some pieces of paper from there, so uh, you know, so always follow them a little bit. But the other rush offense, they. I was not uh, optimistic about last week with UConn, but they really just dominated them. They're, you know, right now, Georgia State's the 12th-ranked rush team in the country. Um, and last week, they ran for 250 yards uh, against UConn and actually held UConn to 50 yards rushing. So they're really good on the on the offensive and defensive lines and have, have kind of changed from that wide-open offense, even though Granger's still a quarterback, to being a little bit more run-the-ball stop the run and with clock the way clock situation the way it is can really kind of run out the game so i like them going up there and uh, you know maryland or charlotte down in the second half i think georgia state can do the same all right i had a, a short list of games i want to keep an eye on that i think could be uh, good games this week and k-state at missouri was on that list you like the road wildcats uh, in that one i do yeah i'm not sure of missouri yet and uh you know k-state is two and oh uh, against the spread on the year, beat a really good Troy team last week. Um, they're eleven and five against the spread run. I think they just kind of getting uh, you know overlooked a little bit nationally and also definitely in the Big Twelve. Um, in Missouri, you know defense. Who knows? I mean, they, it, 
you know, they, they kind of limped to a win last week over Middle Tennessee, and we saw what Bama did with them in week one. So, Jerry's out on Mizzou, and I don't think K-State uh, being the number one, uh, 21 ranked defense in the country, but they're number one against the rush right now. And again, Troy's got a good rush team. So I'll take K-State on the road again. Run games usually travel well and good defense travels well. All right, a couple others here. Uh, Louisiana Tech minus four and a half. FIU plus eight. Um, over in Georgia Southern, Wisconsin. Liberty minus three and a half against Buffalo. Ohio plus three against Iowa State. So uh, we can touch on that one for a moment. You say the wrong team is favored in this game. Iowa State maybe getting the uh, the Power 5 bump there against Ohio. Yeah, I think so. And, again, it's, it's you know, off Iowa, and and they've got uh, Oki State next week opening a Big 12 play, having to go on the road to a good Iowa team. It's a good, you know, again, good solid run team. You know, if not for Rourke, the quarterback from Ohio get knocked out. Uh, against San Diego State in week one. I think they're 3-0. and They won at FAU last week. Um, it, you know, I, I I think it is. They're good in this spot. They were 3-0 and as a home dog last year. Um, they're 9-4 and as a home dog the last 10 years. And the head coach is now 11-3 and against the spread off a straight-up win. So they kind of bounce back really quick and get ready. And it just don't – that offense of Iowa State is as bad as what we thought it was. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I think – I think uh, Ohio is the play here. You take the three, but I think the money line is fine, too. Every uh, Tuesday, Chandler, Coach Mack, and I pick a top 10 team to lose and a top 25 team to lose. And I don't always believe what I'm taking. It kind of depends on the schedule. Sometimes you don't have a lot of options. But I went with uh, Mississippi State over LSU, and I I don't really believe it's going to happen, but I'm hoping for a good game. And also, this is kind of the – this is a good thing about college football. When a team like LSU loses early, they're in must-win mode the rest of the way, which makes games like this uh, very, very interesting. And and the way Kelly coaches it late and uh, things get a little tight. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see some cowbell upset madness coming up on Saturday. But uh, you do like Mississippi State plus the points in this one. I do, yeah. It's, you know, it is a beware on that one, you know, that, that LSU really kind of owns that series in Starkville. A lot of SEC series are like that, where the road team really dominates. They're thirteen and two straight up, and twelve and three against the spread. But last time they played there two years ago, um, it was a twenty-eight twenty-five LSU game. I didn't put this on the notes, but I'll throw one out: the top ten team to lose. Let's say Florida is going to beat Tennessee in the swamp. Okay, all right, wager uh, got his top ten team to lose. It's all notes on that. That uh, Tennessee's only been more than a field goal favorite twice in Gainesville, and I think they've lost both of those games. And I'm not sure. I just don't know what to make of Tennessee. It's you know, again, they play Virginia week one, and Virginia coaches saying they're happy to just, you know be there. Uh, Florida played at a tough Utah game, weird game, revenge, all that stuff, even without rising. Uh, you know, they'll get full attention. I. I, I should have probably put on here. Um, both of them play out of conference next week: Tennessee, UTSA, and Florida, Charlotte. So nobody's looking ahead there. Uh, I, you know, let's say Florida's going to upset Tennessee, but I'll definitely be on the seven. All right, uh, Syracuse minus two and a half uh, against Purdue. Uh, UAB minus two and a half uh, against Louisiana, and uh, you also oh, go ahead. We're only covering we're only covering marquee games here. <laughs> well, there are none this week. Unfortunately, <laughs> next week is a big week, but Syracuse is 
It was only two teams with a top 10 scoring offense and scoring defense. Oklahoma, maybe somebody could guess. You probably guess some other ones, Georgia, whatever else. But actually, Syracuse is the other one right now. Um, you know, granted, they haven't really played anybody, but they had 45 at half last week in a, in a horrible bad beat if you had the over uh, in that game against Western Michigan. I think they needed one touchdown between the two of them. I think it's 45 to three at half and ended 48 to three. Um, Purdue, we saw already, is, uh, is struggling to stop anybody as they lost to Fresno at home. So, uh, interested to see that one with Syracuse. I'll, I'll fall out this two and a half is, is kind of a low, again, looks suspicious like a couple other games, but I'll fall for it. All right. And due to time constraints, let me run over these last few and then we'll j- dive into some NFL. Wake Forest minus 14 and over 61 against Old Dominion, NIU. Uh, plus 11 against Matt Rule and Nebraska. Kentucky minus 25 and a half, leaning over against Akron. And uh, that wraps up the college slate. New Mexico, New Mexico State over, maybe lean New Mexico. So, but that's it. All right, there's the first part of the conversation between Clip and Wager McGee. Uh, we'll take a timeout, but before we do, let's give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Wild Power Radio, can it be awesome? All right. Now's your chance to win. 317-1250 is the number. Shirley, what are we giving away today? A $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's. $15 gift card to A.J. McMurphy's, a place that I will be at tonight at 8 o'clock for sports trivia. Joey is out. DB, are you in? Potentially, man. Finish some homework. That's all I got. All right. DB is a probable start tonight. So, uh, no Joey, but I will be there. Uh, what color do you want? Eight. Color eight is a winner. Uh, 317-1250 is the number. Stay tuned. We'll be right back right after this. Supersonic. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Order Jersey Mike subs on the mobile app and get delivery right to your home or save time and order ahead to skip the line to pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's a sub above. And congratulations to Ray Odom of Winterville. Picked up a $15 gift card to AJ McMurphy's, the best place in Greenville to unwind after work. And have fun is AJ's. They have daily food and drink specials and an awesome patio, perfect for some outdoor dining. There's something for everyone every weeknight, including sports trivia on Wednesdays with Clip Brock. And AJ says live music every Friday and Saturday rather, with no cover and brunch every Sunday. Make today and AJ Day. Now let's head back into the show. Here's Chandler. Welcome back in. Pirate Radio Live on a Wednesday. Congratulations to Ray Odom, the winner of a AJ McMurphy's gift card. Ray, if you like sports trivia, come out tonight uh, at 8 o'clock or any Wednesday night at 8 o'clock for sports trivia hosted by our very own Clip Brock. I'll be there. DB is probable and Joey is a no. So last time he told me he was a no and had too much homework, he ended up showing up. So that gives me hope that he'll show up tonight. So, anyway, um, let's get back to the interview between Clip and Wager McGee. Here is the continuation of that conversation. 
All right, Wager McGee joining us. Pirate Radio Live Line Talk College a moment ago. Let's talk NFL. And uh, I don't know, Wager. What, anything, what was the biggest shockers to you? Was it the dud Cincinnati put up? Well, I, I was kind of shocked at the score. Not really the outcomes, but the scores in both Pittsburgh and San Francisco uh, and that, that Browns-Bengals game. Uh, the Vikings losing was pretty shocking. I don't know. Anything stand out to you on Sunday? I think Pittsburgh's offense not doing more. I mean, they were a dog in that game, but that was probably it. I think the Rams' offense doing yeah. as well as they did may have been uh, the most surprising. We looked at – I had – we had Tampa against the Vikings in the uh, – you know, again, week one look ahead, but on a Thursday night where Vikings were defense is questionable and they're staring a game at, at Philadelphia on Thursday night. Uh, but, you know, in, it's ugly game and get so many points. We had Tampa in the contest. I think we had Vegas that we were looking at. You know, Green Bay didn't surprise me at all. I just don't think the Bears were that good of a team and, and uh, you know, Packers run game. So, yeah, Pittsburgh being as ineffective on offense, but again, against you know, maybe Super Bowl favorites there. And then definitely the Rams offense, even though Seattle's defense may be a lot worse. I guess we'll see this week when they go to Detroit and see how they can stop that balance team. All right, Wager's going with uh, looks like a bit of a bounce-back Sunday, and I'll name a few here. Pittsburgh plus two against Cleveland. Uh, Denver minus three and a half against Washington. Uh, the Giants to bounce back minus four. Who are they playing? I don't see it on the notes. It's at Arizona. I think it is okay. opened. It was six or six and a half. Look ahead after Sunday night's four. I think it maybe has already moved back up to like five or five and a half. Okay. And also we'll Kansas City uh, on the road to Jacksonville. So, I, look, I love a bounce back two wager, so I'll probably try to find some of these. But here's a, a few examples of what you like this week bounce back wise. Yeah, this, it's. Week two's ugly, right? Everybody always overreacts to week one. Teams lose, get blown out, and overreacts. There's a note since 2010, you know, teams that have lost by double digits in week one uh, are 51, 33, and three. That's 61% against the spread in week two. So, you know, don't overreact. It's tough not to, though. It is really tough not to see the Bengals as a three-and-a-half-point favorite against the Ravens and just jump all over the Ravens. But just remember, it's like seven Raven guys are injured, uh, and Bengals are at home, and now a must-win kind of division game. But Seahawks, the teams that fall into that, Seahawks, Panthers, Bengals, Colts, and Houston both fall into that. So it's a weird game. Steelers, uh, Bears, and Giants are all the ones that lost by double digits that would be on that, you know, 60% of them should cover here. Looking ahead of the just sharp, easy ones. I just, I, I just, Atlanta wasn't very impressive. Um, you know, got by really thanks to a rookie quarterback, which you know you fade that that in that spot. Number one overall quarterback. I think Green Bay, unless Aaron Jones is out, it was that hamstring issue that may be the only thing I look at there. But um, I think Green Bay is the better team. I'd more worry about next week. They play New Orleans at home. They'll probably be favored if they win this one. But then they're on a look ahead to a Thursday night game against Detroit. But uh, that's it. And as ugly as Pittsburgh were, they're 19-1 and one straight up their last 20 at home versus Cleveland. And I think I heard today they haven't lost a Monday night home game since the 70s. I can't remember. It was, it was something ridiculous. So just uh, – Well, I mean, how many have they had? Like four? Well, and also, I mean, 
that's a lot. Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan, Franco Harris. You know, when there was. Oh, we're talking about the Steelers, not the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not the Browns. Okay. My, my apologies. Yeah, no, no, no. No, I'm talking about the Steelers okay. at home. You know, catching two against. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's more impressive because they have probably had a lot of a ton of home Monday night games. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, All right. Uh, you got the Saints against the Panthers. Speaking of Monday night and all offseason, I was like, I, I, I like these Panthers. Uh, they're going to be tough. The, the division is definitely winnable. And then even seeing that Falcons game and the line come out, I'm like, three and a half. That's too many points. And then something in my brain just switched like the week of kickoff. And I was like, you know, there's a chance the Panthers are just really bad. And so I was on Atlanta week one and i'll probably be on uh new orleans with you week two yeah it's i mean division home dogs or you know you kind of look at last week again look look what happened it's generally one that you look at and you either play them or you ignore them um but I mean, you got david carr who really slid right into a great situation through for 282 yards last week against you know a good tennessee defense and then Bryce struggled with 127 passing yards and two interceptions. I mean, if not, they probably do win that game against the Falcons. Um, you, you could lean on the run game, but New Orleans has got a really good, strong rushing defense that really shut down Tennessee's running game. So it's an it, it's an ugly game. The under might be the better way to go, even though it, it might be low. But I think it's Saints are under or, or pass, even though it's a division home dog, just because it's a second start for a rookie quarterback and he's playing a better defense than he just played. Um, you know, so I, I can't, I can't really support Carolina right now. You like Denver over my commanders and, uh, week two last year, Washington coming off a home win over Jacksonville goes to Detroit and doesn't get a first down in the first half. And I was just absolutely screaming. Uh, during that game. I would say be careful. This is the type of games Rivera... He usually loses games like last week and then wins these uh, like on the road against Denver as an underdog, but maybe later in the year. I don't know about week two. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm on the Broncos as well. Both of these teams should probably be one and one after two weeks. So, it just makes sense. Yeah. It's a, a three and a half. So, I mean, it's the same number they were last week, right? But against an opponent that really knew them well. And, you know, and the, the Raiders with a run game and everything else. I just, despite them only scoring 16 points, if you look at analytics numbers, Denver's offense was really pretty efficient. Um, they had a pretty clean game and zero turnovers and neither offense was great versus an opponent that people, you know, Arizona or Vegas, uh, defense, you know, Denver had 260 yards. Washington only had 240. Um, I, it's more just a bounce back week two, not overreacting to what was just, you know, what you just saw and, Obviously, odd makers know that's why this number is not three or two and a half. It's a number where most people are going to immediately look at it and say, "Oh, I'm getting more than three. I'm I'm definitely taking Washington here." But I think it's Denver or pass, and I'm going to support Denver off the law. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, you got the Jets plus nine and a half here. That's uh, dangerous. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I don't know who's got a better defense right now than them. I think the Raiders, maybe the team they're playing. Maybe, but yeah. then it's but then if it's a game, I look at this game and like, can is this game like one where the team that wins it scores fourteen or seventeen points? I like that saying like, is the Jets' defense good enough to any time you get a line this high, you just go with the Jets because yeah, yeah. how many can can Dallas score? 
Jets defense and special teams just won that game on Monday night against the Bills. Um, but you could say the same for the Cowboys and the Giants, really. You can. I mean, what I didn't really like, I would say the Jets offense got more run with Zach, right? And, you know, for whatever, every every play except for four plays, right, was, was Zach Wilson-led and figured something out at least in-game. Now they've got a week to prepare for that coming off that game. You know, Dallas didn't get that much. They only, I mean, they just had, they really just didn't get that much work. And as teams don't really play their starters much in preseason, they're going to go into this game with less work maybe than they thought they were going to have. I mean, they, they only had 265 total yards, just those two defensive touchdowns, you know, took away possessions from the offense. Um, the Jets figured something out. They ran the ball for 172 yards. They'll try to do that here, I think take pressure off Zach, kind of stick around. They're going to win a lot of ugly games if they can. But, again, I'm getting more than a touchdown, almost two. Well, I am getting two scores. Yeah. And I don't think the winner I don't think the winner has more than 17 or 20 points in this. So I'll uh, I'll roll the dice and take Usually you rally. It's just the question. Injury on a quarterback, usually a team rallies around that first game. And then the second game is when you bet against them because <laughs> that emotion is up. Was there enough? Was that rally on Monday night because it was so early? Or is it now when they've had all week? I've always kind of thought it was like when you had all week to game plan and figure something out. Everybody knows it's on the line and you got to stop them. So that may have happened on Monday night. I think it happens this week and the Jets hang around there. So ugly. And again, I think I got concerns about the Bills. I, I think Vegas can do the same thing, even though it seems like it would be a huge bounce back. And then as ugly as it is, I think primetime cousins on Thursday night plus seven because, uh, you know, they're kind of in a spot against the Eagles with, you know, they, they've got to win and the Eagles have got some questions in secondary and offensive play better than what the Eagles did against New England. So We love a bounce back. Wager, we are out of time. Good stuff today, man. Uh, if you have anything you didn't get to say, uh, text me and I will deliver it to the audience. But uh, enjoy talking week two NFL, week three college football with you, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Yeah, look forward to it. Good luck. And that was Wager McGee and uh, Clip Brock as uh, Chandler. If uh, you have wandered down the hall, you need to come back because we are done with Wager McGee. But we're going to take a quick quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up the show with uh, Chandler and uh, Danny Beal here in just a few minutes. We'll be back right after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. All right, let's take a quick look at your stock market. It was a mixed day. The Dow was uh, down 70 points at 34,575. The NASDAQ, however, was up 39 at 13,813. The S&P was up 5 at 4,467. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report. For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now, back to Chandler. 
All right, time to put a bow on the show. That will do it for today. Thanks to our guest on the day show, Ken Watlington, Patrick Mason, Ryan McChrystal joined us, uh, and Wager McGee as well, who had a conversation with Clip Rock earlier today. If you missed it, you can go back on Facebook, YouTube, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, we'll have an archive for you. So uh, another great uh, another great show coming up tomorrow on Thursday, so stay tuned. Um, and we have also some uh, clip is out at pra- the press conference right now, so stay tuned for some post practice interviews with coaches and uh, coordinators that will be at PR927FM on our social media. For Shirley Rhodes, Joey, and DB, I am Chandler Honeycutt. Voice, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.